Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome to Cancel This. Cancel This Show. Time is 8.04. It's February 6th. Welcome to the start of another week. I'm Vic Faust with Tap of the Hassle. Scotty Girk in here. We've got um, Mr. Producer in the studio again. And Eric will be here momentarily. Um, welcome in. What a week we have. If you're a fan of the show, if you've been watching, we put out a promo on Friday promoting this entire week. And it's going to be a packed week. <laughs> a lot more. We're going to have to tighten up our production value this week. Because <clears throat> starting in about five minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be talking with Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Looking forward to that. Coming up a little bit later today in the 9 o'clock hour, you won't want to miss Bradley Dean, Sons of Liberty Radio, nationally syndicated man based in the Minneapolis area. And as I told him, if there was ever a state that needed what he does, yeah. it right. is the state of Minnesota. And you know what he told me? He goes, brother, every state needs what I'm doing. That's true. Times have changed. Tomorrow morning, Governor Parson. I mean, come on. We're very fortunate around here. We go from the attorney general to the governor in back-to-back days. Um, we've also got uh, working on George Norrie for this week for our uh, free-for-all paranormal Friday. We've got, who else do we have? Ty Dennis is coming up this week to promote a massive Clippers and Cops event that he put on for St. Louis. This one's not going to be nationally. It's going to be held in St. Louis. Al James with Pixie Dust Seasoning coming in. Uh, Ben DeVerger with Athena Car Warranties. Kathy Helbig Strick working on Colonel Joe. I mean, we've got so many. Am I missing somebody? Probably a lot of people because we are so incredibly busy. <laughs> I like we've got all the guests coming up this week. Uh, also, next Monday, we're already working on next Monday, a week from today. Just wait until you hear. We're going to talk with the head of the Ethical Society of Police about this state-controlled takeover of the police department in St. Louis City. The Ethical Society of Police are all for it. That's the African-American officer group in St. Louis, the all-African-American officer group. They're all for state takeover. Of St. Louis Police. So we've got all those things going on. Tabitha and I caught up this weekend. Tabitha tried to kill me at a bar um, <laughs> with her shots after shots. After, I'm, oh, I'm that kidding. was not me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was drinking tea like a good little girl. <laughs> Who goes to a bar and drinks tea? <laughs> One of us, I guess. Tea tab. Tab tea. I know, I know. Um, but anyway, we got all those groups coming up. Once again, it's canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. Go into all of our... Um, uh, go into our websites, go onto the platforms, like, subscribe on all the platforms that you can. Share the show. We ask you to share the show. You can also catch all of our original content that we're sending out there. Uh, you can catch the platforms, not only from a live standpoint video right now, but you can watch us after we're done, as you know, where most of the views come from. And then, of course, the listening aspect, where you can go to canceltheshow.com, and then you've also got an opportunity to listen to us on the go, where our segments are edited down where you can catch us at Google, Apple, Spotify, um, and where else? We're Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeart. So we're all over the place when it comes to that standpoint as well. It is a Monday. Hoping to get you ready, get you kicked in, and ready to go with everything that's going on. Um, before we get into Andrew Bailey, um, we did want to talk, just to give, give you an update, massive earthquake if you haven't looked at your phone, your computer, um, did you say 7.8 magnitude? 7.8 magnitude, correct. Last uh, Turkey and Syria. Turkey, Syria. And, you know, so the, the Turkey and Syria already having so many issues over there with refugee crisis. Syria, obviously, a lot of refugees in Syria already displaced from their home. 
now we're hearing reports that <coughs> 1,500 people have been killed and potentially thousands more missing and unaccounted for, you know, potentially under, under rubble. It's a really serious situation. Yeah, but weren't you telling me last week, it's not the magnitude of the quake. It's the depth. It's the depth. But how do you measure the depth? Because we don't get any of those measurements. Well, we? yeah, the U, if you go onto the USGS website, it'll tell you the depth of every earthquake. So, you know. But why isn't that being reported? Oh, well, it's not typically. Sometimes it is reported. Sometimes you have to go out and look at it. I think because the, the average layperson doesn't think about the depth or care about the depth. They just think, oh, my gosh, 7.8. But, but the difference is it depends on where the fault line is. Like here in New Madrid, on the New Madrid fault line, and where the New Madrid fault line lies and the depth of the earthquakes there, a 7.8 in New Madrid would be like a 12 on the Richter scale versus, you know, because of the depth. And we also talked uh, over the weekend, too, uh, in one of our planning meetings, um, Missouri allegedly not ready for an earthquake, not even close to being ready. And I guess how would we be if you don't deal with something on a daily basis when we've got so many other things going on? Uh, it's a little scary. Um, it, it is scary. We, you know, they've had emergency management teams in southeast Missouri for months now, for months, probably over a year, coming up with different plans. They want to come up with an evacuation plan. And we have to remember that's not just going to be in southeast Missouri. If, there, if there's a, a major earthquake down on the New Madrid fault line, guess what? That's going to affect us here. We're talking about the, the possibility of our bridges going out, you know, high rises in the city potentially collapsing. It's going to be a really catastrophic major event that people need to be prepared for. And it is cancel this. Tab of the hassle here. Scotty Gherkin. I'm Vic Faust. Eric Johnson on the way and getting ready to talk with Missouri Attorney General uh, Andrew Bailey, uh, who was really picked up, really picked up where Eric Schmidt left off. I know that a lot of people who voted for Eric Schmidt um, felt as if, well, I don't know who's going to fill those big shoes. And coming out of the gate, Andrew Bailey has certainly addressed uh, concerns if people had those in regards to the job that he's going to do. He's been very vocal. Uh, he has been very active. And, of course, he's going to be jumping in not only with us to talk about what's going on, but also with this job as they move forward um, with everything else that's going on in the state. It's Super Bowl week as well. Fun story. Um, two chief brothers, twins, had season tickets. One brother just suddenly died. I know what we think around here. He just suddenly died. They're like, what? What? He died all of a sudden, recently, 67-year-old man. Um, family was devastated. Obviously, Chiefs fans had season tickets together. Go figure, brother, just one. He's from Johnson County. A Chiefs random drawing through season ticket holders for two tickets to the Super Bowl. And those tickets are very, very, very difficult to get. Um, you're talking 17% of the tickets go to each team. That's it. 17%. So this guy who just lost his brother just won a random drawing to go to the Super Bowl. That's phenomenal. Yeah, he's like, oh, and of course that gets into our free-for-all Friday stuff. He's like, there's no doubt my brother was involved in that. <laughs> so uh, good story there to kind of kick off Super Bowl week as we get those things going. Um, go Chiefs. Sorry if you guys are rooting for the Eagles somewhere. Um, we do broadcast out of the Missouri area. We're St. <laughs> Louis. Um, of course, I was at a Chiefs game two weeks ago, and it was absolutely amazing. The loudest crowd that I've ever heard at a professional event. I'm a sport, former sports guy as well. Been to just about every venue you can imagine, and I never heard it that loud. Um, we've also got um, stories coming up today, which we'll be getting into. The spy balloon. <sighs> 
can't wait to break that down. Um, as stupid and crazy as that story is, it is serious, but at the same point in time, something else was going on involving a, um, a, so a 9-11 planner. You can't make this stuff up. So, you know, we're all following a balloon. You know, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a balloon? But, they, you know, it, when we get to that, mm. I'll have something. To, I'll save it for them, for the conversation. And we'll get into that. Yes. So that's that's coming up as well. Um, what else? And then Tabitha really wants to hit today on facial recognition at the DMV. I think everyone's going to be very surprised. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where did you come up with this? Very surprised. <clears throat> and then um, and then the other host, just to let everybody know a little bit about him, which we were talking about earlier. Um, I, I just said he was nationally syndicated on radio talking about Bradley Dean. Um, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, Sons of Liberty, also a weekly columnist for the Western Journalism, plus 35 other media outlets. Um, he's going to be coming in today on the show to talk about all things America. He's been featured. I mean, you know, Fox News, The Blaze, New York Times, MSNBC, The Weekly Standard. So he's based in the Minneapolis area. So we've been talking a lot about Minneapolis and Minnesota and some of the things that people are dealing with there. Can't wait to talk to him coming up at 9 o'clock as well. So we got all those going on. Uh, Scotty Gherkin, Eric Johnson will be here. Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Okay, when it comes to what's happening in the state of Missouri right now, um, this whole situation, which I wanted to talk to um, Andrew Bailey about as we get going with it, this whole drag show situation. I mean, it seems I, like I it's been— I don't care about the drag shows. I know. I'm kind of over that. Aren't we over it? I'm over it. I mean, we, we dealt with this— like a month ago, over a month ago, month yes. and a half ago? Yes. And then now, nationally, it's now becoming a big deal. And I, and, I, and I understand, because I know there's people, while we've talked about it for quite some time, there's probably people out there, it's a new topic to them. I don't know. The way I think about the drag shows, you know what? It's not for children. So, you know, don't, don't allow children into the drag shows. Parents shouldn't have the option of bringing children into a drag show. But if you're an adult, do what you want to do. I mean, it's entertainment. And if you have, Yeah, and if you have questions um, for the Attorney General, please let us know. Uh, we'll try to get to those questions as well. If you guys have those, just jump in. We're also running a text at the bottom of the screen. We do that with a number. You don't call that number. You text it if you ever want to join us from the video chat line. But you can also jump in and, of course, let us know. Uh, what's happening with you when it comes to the whole situation. Maybe you have a question you want to ask uh, the attorney general about if there's something that he could do or um, you want to know what's happening in, in your neck of the woods. I know Tabitha wanted to ask him about a couple things. This is your chance to try to jump in, and, of course, we'll get to the questions we can possibly get to as well. Um, was it a decent weekend, Tabitha? How was the weekend? Anything other going on? Yeah, just another weekend. We had our uh, fun up at our, our favorite place, Wenty's. Here in Chesterfield Valley. That's about it for me. Okay. Nothing exciting. <laughs> I didn't know if you found anything else. I live else. a pretty boring life. That was life. scary from the standpoint of, <laughs> oh my gosh, just wait till you hear what's happened now. Well, I mean, there's always there's always things going on. I mean, the, the news never ends. You know, I think the spy balloon, just, just I'm going to call it a distraction, took away from most of the other <clears> potential news stories. And I really do think it was a distraction. I was doing a lot of work this weekend studying on the facial recognition and how that's coming into play and how that's going to lead us into the future. There's a, I mean, there's a lot going on. All right. Well, we're going to join um, 
Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Scotty, they said that they're in the Zoom, um, ready to go. So we're good to go. Okay, thanks for the update. We welcome in uh, Andrew Bailey, Missouri's Attorney General. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Cancel This. Uh, Tabitha's here. Um, Eric will be jumping in. He'll be. You'll see a guy walk through the studio. That'll be Eric. We'll just check in with you just as, in a second. That's how we kind of do it. First of all, congratulations uh, on the job. A lot of people in the state of Missouri thought that Eric Schmidt did a good job. People thought, like, well, there's some big shoes to fill. Um, who's this Andrew Bela guy? You've come in. You've certainly uh, – you didn't you didn't start this marathon um, jogging. You've sprinted out of the gate. First of all, for people who don't know you, not only in the state of Missouri, but from around the country, tell us a little about yourself and how you got to this position. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And it's such a humbling privilege to get to serve as the 44th Attorney General uh, in the history of the state of Missouri. And like you said – my predecessors leave behind a legacy of excellence. All I have to do is carry that on and keep finding ways to get better. And there are opportunities to do that. But for my background, there's really four things I want people to know about me. Number one, I'm a combat veteran. I served in the United States military as an officer in a combat arms branch of service that I volunteered for after 9-11. And I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And that's a commitment I will never abandon and I carry with me here at the Attorney General's office. So I defended the Constitution on the battlefield in the War on Terror, and now in the courtroom on behalf of the people of the state of Missouri. I'm also a father of four, and getting to be a dad is about the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, I've adopted three children out of the foster system, and we've also had a biological child. So I have a deep love for my children and my family, but I want to make Missouri the safest state in the nation for children. And I think that's something we, we can, that's an achievable goal for us. I'm also, I'm a prosecutor. I worked as a county prosecuting attorney as an assistant prosecutor and also as a prosecutor across the state of Missouri from the attorney general's office. I've tried numerous felony jury trials, defended convictions on appeal and in state and federal court in habeas challenges. So I believe that safer streets equal prosperous communities and that we've got to support our law enforcement officers in their effort to keep our streets safe and keep us safe. I'm also a constitutional conservative. And so I believe in the, the text, history, and tradition of that document. I believe that it forms our national identity. And I believe in individual liberty and the structure of our government and separation of powers. And I will always stand up and fight for the people of Missouri to protect their constitutional rights. I, I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I have a question for you and more of a statement than anything. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot with this. I just hope it's something you can look into. You know, something we talk about fairly often on this show here, right here in the state of Missouri, we have, and I consider this to be predatory. We have these companies coming in, real estate companies, large investment firms, and they're coming in, they're buying all of the homes in various neighborhoods. As soon as a house is on the market, they're going to outbid the highest bidder to make sure they purchase this home. Then what they do is they take this home, they set it out as a, as a rental property, they're collecting application fees, hundreds of dollars uh, from families and application fees. They're making more money on application fees than they are at what they would be renting houses out. And they're letting them sit there for six months. And I'm really hoping that as attorney general, this is something you can look into and tackle. 
Well, and I would encourage anyone that has a complaint about, uh, you know, fraudulent or deceptive business practices to go on the Missouri Attorney General website and file the complaint. We have a consumer protection division and are committed to protecting Missouri consumers to make sure there's a free, fair and, and open market in which consumers can buy and sell goods and services without deception and without fraud. And we're going to stand up and protect M Missouri consumers. And so if that's an issue that needs to be addressed, by all means, consumers should feel free to go on and register the complaint. I don't we'll think yeah. I don't think most consumers know this is happening. You, if you talk to people yeah. in the real estate in, industry, what they're saying is, hey, there's a big effort in this country to take away home ownership from families, from individuals. And we have these big companies being funded by Soros and the likes with uh, millions and billions of dollars. And they're coming into neighborhoods or they're right here in St. Charles County, all across the state of Missouri. We have to have better regulation to make sure these companies are not purchasing all of the homes and taking away the right of homeownership from citizens. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's right. You know, the, the right to own property is protected by the due process clause in the, the U.S. Constitution and in the 14th Amendment, certainly in our state constitution as well. And so the founders certainly understood how important uh, property ownership was to the rights of citizenship. And, and I, I do as well. And so we want to stand up and protect Missourians and, and protect our constitutional right and make sure that uh, we, we all get to enjoy that level of prosperity. Yeah, we're talking with Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. I'm curious your thoughts. It was no secret that St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner and St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones disliked um, your predecessor. Uh, it was clear. It was a media issue. It was all over the tabloids, back and forth, back and forth in regards to uh, the city not basically wanting anything to do with the Missouri Attorney General. How do you make any headways in St. Louis, Andrew? Is it possible? Well, I'm I, I'm an optimist. I think anything's possible. We've got to get a handle on violent crime in in this state and in this region and in the city of St. Louis. And the way you do that is empowering law enforcement officers to arrest criminals who are breaking things and hurting people. And then prosecutors have to hold those criminals accountable. We have room in the Department of Corrections for bad offenders, for violent actors, for people who want to break things and hurt people. And I'm always going to stand up and defend, never defund police, enforce the rule of law, support our prosecutors, and make sure we're holding people accountable so we can have safer streets that lead to prosperous communities. I would love to uh, go to talk about immigration, but I'm going to stay here in St. Louis um, something has to be done. You'll have time. You can get back to that. Good. <laughs> something has to be done. Kim Gardner and Tashara Jones have basically become politicians that have decided, you know what? We're hands off. If you get arrested, we're letting you out. St. Louis is a complete, it's, it's in disarray. I mean, every morning I, I get up on channel two, channel four and channel five and watch 15 minutes of people getting shot in St. Louis proper. Is, have you talked to the governor? Have you talked to your predecessor? There has to be some tactical things that you guys can do to put people in jail, to make them accountable. There has to be a check and a balance on this rogue prosecutor here in St. Louis. I mean, have you? is there anything you can do uh, from this point forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let me, let me say, broadly speaking, you, you and, and, and your listeners know that woke left-wing ideology is destructive to human life and to property. And so when that, when woke left-wing ideology drives the decision and not reason or the rule of law, we get to a destructive point. And we've got to, we got to fight back against that. But at the state level, there have been state resources available. There have been state resources committed to the city of St. Louis. There are ongoing conversations at the state level of how the state can best 
move in and ensure that the, the laws are being enforced as written. And to that end, the Missouri Attorney General's office has more than 100 years of combined prosecutorial experience on one floor of an office building in Jefferson City. We have ample office space in the city of St. Louis and prosecutors on the job today with trial experience ready to go to work holding people accountable. And all it requires is a prosecutor to ask for assistance, and the governor can appoint the attorney general's office to go assist in the in prosecuting criminals and holding bad guys accountable. All the cases, 100% of the cases, come to the Missouri attorney general's office eventually because the state at the AG's office handles 100% of felony appeals. So the cases are all coming here eventually. But we've got those resources ready to deploy. I know there are bills moving in the General Assembly, and uh, certainly there's uh, divergent opinions on what the, the the role the state should play at the local level. But we've got resources ready to deploy. I think you've seen the state deploy some of those resources in the past, and are, we stand ready to do that again. Last week, information came out where you really felt like you drew a line in the sand when it came to a topic that we brought up here well over a month ago. We, we alerted people on this show about a, a drag show that was taking place in the Chesterfield Valley. Uh, other outlets did as well. Long story short, um, it ended up not being a kids accepted event. You came out hard against this last week. Um, where do you stand right now with that? Because you, you brought up a comment about it's about education, not indoctrination when it comes to kids in schools. Yeah, that's right. And the parents need to have a voice in the process. As a parent, I'm I'm appalled at this shameful behavior on behalf of the Columbia Public School officials. And so when we were notified of this, you know, first of all, we demanded that they retain any records related to this incident. And then we, uh, the, the, the school district, the school superintendent responded by saying two things. Number one, that, well, look, the school didn't really know that the drag show was part of this diversity and inclusion event, but also that there's nothing wrong with a drag show and with kids going to the drag show. And somehow the attorney general, I was hurting kids by spreading misinformation. And so you can't have it both ways. If the drag show is not harmful, why would it matter if they knew about it or not? So his responsive letter was internally inconsistent, but it's also more frightening that because it evinces this notion that they're more concerned about woke left-wing indoctrination than education. They think it's okay to take your kids to a drag show. Nothing wrong with that. And especially if they want to get into this argument over, well, it's a G-rated versus an X-rated drag show and which article of clothing were or were not being worn and were taken off during the show. And that misses the entire point. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about protecting children and making Missouri the safest state in the nation for children and our school system being about education, not indoctrination and parents having a voice in the process. And it misses the point that a drag show is an inherently sexual production. Yep. It, the, the drag show itself is an outward expression of a desired inward sexuality, and it emphasizes sexual characteristics that appeal to the prurient interest. We have statutes on the books in Missouri where the General Assembly has put guardrails on how human sexuality is and is not to be taught in schools, and it doesn't authorize drag shows, but it requires parental notification. So we have a system failure from Columbia Public Schools in this instance. And so I called on the termination or resignation of any school official who knew or should have known about the, the presence of the drag show as part of the event. And in response, a week or two later, the superintendent sends a second letter saying, hey, look, I'm sorry, we got to improve our process, never really acknowledging that the drag show is the problem because he's already on record saying it isn't a problem. So what we've done is we've drafted a model resolution 
that would comport with section 170015, which is the statute I referenced, which governs how human sexuality is to be taught in Missouri schools. And we want to empower parents. I encourage parents to go to the Missouri Attorney General website, download the model resolution and take yes. it to your school board meeting. Empower yourselves to have a voice in your children's education. That's interesting because we really have never put a definition behind it, have we? I mean, we know what we know what sex education was back in my day, mm-hmm. but we've never had a definition of if you are a man acting like a woman and you are wearing lingerie, you have now officially broken the law in the state of Missouri. We've never done Have we ever done that in this state? I mean, have we ever really defined what what is uh, goes against these standards? Well, again, I think that's what the model resolution does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it common sense tells you that a drag show is curriculum regarding human sexuality. Yes. Because, again, the drag show is sexual in nature. It doesn't matter if it's G-rated or X-rated. A drag show is sexual in nature. And that's the, the, the root of the issue. And it's, the sooner we can get to an understanding on that and say, look, this doesn't have any place in schools. Yeah. And if we're going to do that sort of thing, we need to, if we're going to be going outside of the standard human sexuality curriculum, we've got to notify parents and parents have a say in that process. As yes. a parent, I'm appalled. And so we're going to stand up and fight to empower parents and make sure to protect our kids. But we have, we have to go further than that because, you know, when you read medical journals now, all of a sudden they give you all of these options. Now there's, what is it? DFAB designated female at birth. It's it's seeping into our everyday lives. I hope, as Attorney General, you can somehow change the law in Missouri where we don't have all of these ridiculous definitions. You're you're either an innie or you're an outie. There, there's no way around that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, regardless of what the books want to say. Well, and I couldn't agree more. Look, the, gender is an objective reality defined at birth as recorded on your birth certificate. And so we actually do have a law in the books. The General Assembly has enacted a statute. It was last revised, I believe, in the, the late 1990s that determines that, you know, how your, your birth certificate is amended. And so, again, it acknowledges objective reality. Your genetics determine your gender at birth, and that is recorded on your birth certificate. Now, the one exception that the General Assembly has provided for is if you have surgery, if you have parts removed or parts mm-hmm. added, then you can change your birth certificate. But it's not a subjective determination. It's not that you can sit back and say, well, I just today I'm going to decide to be something different or it's, it's fluid. You have to take the objective step. And so that's codified in our statute regarding birth certificates. And I think that's a good starting place for people to look to. Certainly the Missouri Supreme Court has cited to that statute in dealing with some of these issues under the Missouri Human Rights Act. I have no idea if this is, I hear about it on national news, but I hear about school counselors and school uh, um, districts in this country, and I don't know if it's happened in St. Louis or Missouri or whatever, but if a if a if a counselor says I can sneak you in and get you um, uh, sex change operation, or I can start the process of giving you whatever supplements to make you another gender, is that child abuse? Is that considered child abuse? Can you go after them vigorously here in the state of Missouri, or is it still ambiguous? Well, I, I would consider it to be child abuse for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're undermining a parent's right to parent their child. That is a constitutional right. The parents have a right to parent their child. And so when you have government officials or other entities who are undermining, interfering with a parent's right to parent their child, that is a huge problem. It's a huge legal problem. And so certainly if there if there needs to be more definition added to our statute, we're happy to work with the General Assembly. I think the General Assembly would be eager to do that. I mean, part of the problem is 
we, the, the woke left-wing ideology that we, we don't know, we've never plumbed the depths of how far they will go to destroy our culture, destroy our society, and hurt people. And so it's hard for sometimes for the statutes to keep up with, as they plumb the depths, the nadir of this woke left-wing ideology. But I'll tell you this much. The attorney general's office, as the chief legal officer of the state of Missouri, will always stand up and fight for the people of this state and fight to enforce laws as written and empower parents to be involved in these, in these critical decisions. Good. Andrew, we've got, you know, you know, we've got the governor on tomorrow. We were certainly going to ask him about it as well. But your role, as Eric brought up earlier, when it comes to uh, immigration and the state of Missouri, we're getting reports from people on ground all across the state of, you know, we're not Texas, we're not Arizona, but the reports that we're getting, you would almost feel as if we're becoming a secondary state where illegal immigrants, illegal aliens coming into the state of Missouri. What kind of reports and news are you getting to that and what do you have the power to do about it? I would say that at this point, all states are border states. Uh, you know, illegal immigration, the, the Biden's utter failure to enforce immigration law at our southern border and, and really uh, any border, as evidenced by the Chinese spy balloon incident. I mean, he has no interest at all in enforcing enforcing these laws, but he's busy promulgating rules that undermine our state sovereignty. But we can get back to that. The, the, the point is his utter failure to enforce immigration law is making Missouri communities less safe. It's an endangering Missourians. And so we've partnered with other states to initiate action. We've carried on the fight that General Schmidt started in that space to, to hold the Biden administration accountable. He's got this new plan to do mass parole decisions for anyone that wants to come across the border. And that's not what the law was intended to do. And it runs counter to the plain text of immigration law. Parole decisions are made on individual bases. You can't just say, I'm going to parole everyone from this country. I'm going to parole everyone that shows up at our southern border this month. To do so would continue to make Missouri communities less, less safe. We can't allow Biden to do that. And so we've partnered with other states and initiated action to put a stop to it and hold the Biden administration accountable. Because we're always going to stand up and fight to enforce the laws as written. It's a rule of law issue for me. I would also point out, in the state of Missouri, it's a felony to knowingly transport an illegal alien. Hmm. And so, you know, people need to be aware of, of the consequences of their behavior and the, the state statutes on the books as well. That's interesting. Um, and to, to, to keep with Vic's point, we had we had a guest on last week that says there are cartel members in Jefferson County. I don't know if you're aware of that, but we have active cartel. Crawford County. Crawford County. We have uh, reports of uh, cartel guys down there. And if there's one cartel member, there's going to be thousands eventually, you would imagine. So... I guess my question to you is, do you know anything about this? I mean, do you have you heard any reports of any of these counties um, you know, having an influx of illegal immigration? And if you do, what can you do about it? Do you send them back to Mexico? Do you incarcerate them? Do you just keep, keep an eye on them? What, what happens with the state of Missouri? Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly we're we're well aware of the issues that are being faced across Missouri and in specific Missouri communities. We're aware of some of the law enforcement challenges that those those pose. We're, we've been in contact with the federal delegation on this issue. You know, there's a United States Supreme Court case from about 12 years ago where Arizona tried to assist the federal government in enforcing federal immigration law, and the Supreme Court struck it down, uh, said it was preempted by federal law. And so the states are unfortunately somewhat limited in what they can do, but there are things we can do at the state level. 
And so uh, certainly we were interested in that. I mean, like I said, it is a it is a felony under state law to knowingly transport an illegal alien within the state of Missouri. And we're going to stand up and help enforce the laws as written. We stand ready to assist county prosecutors in that endeavor. And and to the extent uh, there's further legal action we can take in federal court to hold the Biden administration accountable for his utter failure and chaos at the southern border, we're going to do it. Amen, man. I hope so. Yeah. But, you know, as, as our top law enforcement office <laughs> here in the state of Missouri, I know that you're aware of these multi-agency task force that we've mm. put together that was done under the Trump administration. And a lot of those targeted St. Louis City and specifically yep. because of, of the violence that occurs here, the number of offenders who are out on the streets, et cetera, that should obviously be behind bars. The only way it seems like we can solve crime in the city of St. Louis and actually get people behind bars is to prosecute them federally. And I'm, I'm curious if you are going to continue to back these programs, because I know folks like Kim Gardner would love to not prosecute people federally. Yeah, well, so somebody needs to hold the bad guys accountable. Somebody needs to prosecute bad guys and put them away. End of story. And whether it's the feds or the state, you know, I work for the state of Missouri. I work for the people of the state of Missouri and whatever tools I have at my disposal to hold accountable those people, those violent offenders who are hurting people and breaking things, we're going to use those tools and resources. We're going to get creative. We have more to follow on that issue. We're going to keep rolling out new ideas. We're going to keep brainstorming. We're going to partner with anyone that wants, that believes like we do that safer streets equal prosperous communities that we're here to enforce the law and protect Missourians. Yeah. I think we need to do a full PSA about George Soros and the destruction that cat has done in St. Louis. But, uh, he, your, your predecessor was uh, suing the Biden administration, it seemed like, every 20 minutes. Can you give us an update on how some of those lawsuits are going? Yeah, we saw you join one last week with yeah. uh, 19 other states. Yeah, yeah no, we look, uh, states are the vanguard in the rise against the unconstitutional federal administrative state. And state attorneys general are the, the tip of the spear in that fight. And I'm excited to be leading that effort on behalf of the people of the state of Missouri. We're going to stand up and fight for the Constitution. Like I said, I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution and was willing to put my life on the line to do it. And that's, an, that's a commitment I will never abandon. We have one of the most important First Amendment cases in a generation pending right now, Missouri v. Biden, where we've partnered with Louisiana. And that case has uncovered deep coercion and collusion between federal unelected bureaucrats all the way to the top of the White House and big tech social media corporations to silence conservative voices, to censor speech in violation of the First Amendment. And so we've got to put a stop to it. And that's what we're doing. We are in that fight. We've got tens of thousands of pages of documentary evidence. We've taken numerous depositions of key officials, and we're not done yet. We're going to continue to fight to root out this vast censorship enterprise from Biden's administration that specifically targets conservative voices. You know, in the in this country, the remedy for disfavored speech has always been counter speech, mm-hmm. not government censorship. So we're going to fight for the Constitution. That's just one of the issues we're working on. You know, we, we've also joined with other states to initiate action against ESG, uh, the Department of Labor, mm. Labor's new ESG rule that seeks to undermine the, the prosperity of Missourians and puts Missourians' hard-earned dollars at risk. The, 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 the uh, retirement funds, the 401ks, the savings that we've worked for, the Department of Labor under Biden wants to undermine that and put that at risk in favor of a woke left-wing social ideology. And so we're, we're going to fight back Back against that as well so we're, we're excited to be the tip of the spear in that fight and we're not going to give up we're going to keep pushing forward Tabitha did you have anything before we let the uh, attorney general go I don't believe so I'm just wishing you the best of luck 
they are tough shoes to fill, but it seems like you're doing a phenomenal job. Anything you want to leave or let our listeners know and viewers know before you get out of here today, Andrew, we do appreciate the time. Well, number one, thank you for all that you all do for the people of the state of Missouri. It is a humbling privilege to get to serve as the 44th Attorney General of the state of Missouri. I love the Constitution. I love the rule of law, and I love the people of the state. And if you like those things, too, we probably have a lot in common. Yes. Go after Kim Gardner, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the Battle Hawks game without getting shot at. That'd be okay. nice. And Andrew Bailey. <laughs> Andrew, thanks again for your time. Have a great day. We'll catch up, all right? <laughs> Thanks, y'all too. Thanks, man. All right. Love his energy. Andrew Bailey, uh, yeah. as he told you, the 44th Attorney General of the state of Missouri. Uh, he has a ton, a ton of energy uh, to go and attack that job. And as great of a politician as he is trying to be, um, love the fact that uh, he has adopted three children on top of nice. one of his own. And um, he's, uh, he's a Mizzou boy, too. He's a University of Missouri grad, so M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Um, well, we've got to give him a shot. Yeah. It, it's tough. You know, I, I, That's I, not an easy job. It's not, not an easy standing. job. Not in 2023. Not you know an what? easy job. It, when you have three kids, though. And four you're, total. And four total, and you're tasked with taking a look at, this is, a, this is good news. When you're tasked at going and looking at school districts about critical race theory, about drag shows, about all this nonsense that's going in our public schools. It's good to have someone like that taking a look at it because he has it from a different perspective. Well, no question. And, and I heard, I believe he's running for, he, he just, didn't he just announce that he's going to run for attorney general? Correct. In the next election? Yeah, because he was appointed. Because he was appointed. He was appointed because that guy, Eric Schmidt, uh, yeah, he won a Senate seat. So that's right. <laughs> so I know a guy that knows a guy. Andrew, got, <laughs> no, and, and, and Andrew was appointed that position. So yeah. he is going to have to run for that position, just like Eric Schmidt did when Eric Correct. Schmidt was appointed and then ran for the position yeah. and won as well. So that's what Andrew Bailey well, I'll tell you, will be doing. There's nothing negative about an attorney general from the state of Missouri being super aggressive. Well, I, I hope we have to hope he's aggressive. You know, I thought a lot of his answers were very cookie cutter mm. politician type answers. He's a, he started loosening up a little bit. He's not a bit, politician. He's but he a, also doesn't know it. Yes, he is a, a lawyer. No, he's a politician. If he's the attorney general, he is a politician. And, and that's OK sometimes. But I, I thought a lot of his answers were the very cookie cutter. But he, he does, do? but he doesn't know us. Well, this is the first time he's ever interviewed with us. He doesn't know us. And, and I'm used to to Eric Schmidt, you know, who did know us and got to know us yeah. over time. I want to hear. You know what I want to hear from my attorney general? Let me. Let me put yes, this. I'm going to do you, what, what well, you hold want. On. Are you an Eric Schmidt fan again? Well, I've always liked Eric Schmidt okay. as attorney general. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Always. What did oh, Eric? Yeah, that's right. Let me ask you this. You love Eric. What did he do for St. Louis? Did he come in here and say enough is enough? We we are going to be the check over your balance. What, I think, did he? Did he? You I know don't what? know. You know what I liked about one of the. I, there were many things about Eric Schmidt as attorney general that I liked. One of those things was we had the opportunity very often, actually. He, he interviewed with us often. And, and hopefully Andrew Bailey will do the same thing. Okay. I have high hopes for Andrew Bailey. But, but with Attorney General Eric Schmidt, let, as one, one example, he came onto the show. I specifically asked him about untested rape kits in the state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I didn't know anything about that. But you know what? I'm going to go and look into it. Yeah. He had no idea because there were hundreds of thousands of untested rape kits right here in the state of Missouri, all across the country. Do you know that? Didn't you do that on a radio show? Our show on yeah, the edge. That's what I remember. Absolutely. So do you know that a couple months later, uh, five, six months later, I read a news report that mm -hmm. guess what? It, Eric Schmidt went out and he got those rape tests, those rape kits yeah. tested and he got that information into the system, the DNA into the system. Wow. And there were several arrests because he did that. So he came onto our show 
He listened to what we had to say, and you know what? He went out and did something about it. That's very cool. Well, we'll see. Andrew Bailey just started that job. Absolutely. And um, he certainly is hitting the ground running. He told us what he's going to do. And then when you first start, there's only so much you can say. Your track record. He doesn't know us. Your track record is where you go. But once again, I'm still not quite sure what exactly um, you wanted to, to hear. I don't want political politician answers or them to recite whatever script spiel they give to every news agency they talk to. I want to talk to the person, Andrew Bailey. I want him to listen when I asked him about the real estate in, in Missouri, about homes being sold to these big investors that are mm-hmm. taking home ownership. I want somebody to say, you know what? Maybe I don't know about that. Maybe I do know about that. But you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to look into it. I felt Not his come first... to my website. Well, that was just one of them. I felt it's like, a standard I response. felt like he was more... I felt like he was more open and responsive in his first interview than Eric Schmidt was the first time that we talked to him and, and he made, three, and it three could years be. ago. I but at remember. the same point in yeah. time, um, we'll get a chance because they just started, which and, is great. And I and I want to make it very clear. I like the guy. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. We know who you are. It's all right. Okay. I don't want to sound like <laughs> I'm complaining. But you know how I am Tabitha, about Tabitha, we already know. It's all good. But before we get, by the way, coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, we're going to talk with nationally syndicated radio talk show host Bradley Dean uh, with Sons of Liberty Radio. Uh, you won't want to miss that. Lots of energy there. Um, he He's convinced he knows Eric somehow, some way over the years. And I said, no, he's not that Eric Johnson guitarist. Well, or I could be the uh, I could be the tight end for the 49ers. Or the tight end for the 49ers. Or the hockey player for ago. Colorado or the Blues. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of rock guys going at yeah. it. Anyway, he's coming up at 9 uh, before we got to that, Tabitha's like, Vic, today we got to talk about this because I brought it up last week. Facial recognition at the yes. DMV. Eric, we're going to blow your mind. What the hell's going on, Tabitha? What do people need to know that you have found out that you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I cannot believe we got facial recognition at the DMV. <sighs> a listener of the show, a longtime listener, <laughs> good friend of the show, mm-hmm. sent me a message. And he said, hey, I went to the DMV. I had to have my license, my driver's license renewed. I sat down for my photo, and they told me to remove my eyeglasses. Okay. And he said, well, why would I have to remove my eyeglasses? I legally have to wear them while I'm driving. And he said the DMV person looked at him directly and said <laughs> facial recognition. That every t- So I looked into this a little bit further. Every time you go to the DMV and they take your photo for a state ID, driver's license, or anything else, your photo, your face is being sent in to a facial recognition system. And we I've always wondered, how do they know who we are? How, if, how does facial recognition work? How do they have my it's face? The, it's the way your phone it's opens the DMV. up. Well, the same way your iPhone opens but, up. It's, it's no different. But why is this a problem? Why is that a problem? I, not one time Wait has the DMV ever told me, when you sit in this chair and I take a photo of you for your driver's license, I'm taking that photo, and it's going to be entered into a system, a yes. facial recognition system. It's your, it's your system. of your face. Yeah. yeah, and then you're going to be at the airport someday, yeah. and you're going to be walking through the terminal, and our system's going to pick you up. They they need to disclose that to people. Okay, can I be the devil's advocate? Of course. Tab of the hassles walking through the airport. You've done nothing wrong. You slide right through the facial recognition. Right behind you comes... Some terrorists from some country, South America, maybe over there in Saudi Arabia, wherever. 
we've been looking for this cat. Boom, there he is. It's a fingerprint going through public spaces. And I'm not, I'm not, trust me, I am very, I know you're I am not very, advocating I am for very it. 1984 averse, but, <laughs> but, know. but is that not something that maybe they're look? they go, okay, we have this person, they're here, go get them. I mean, isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, we're all different for me. And I've always said this, and people think I'm nuts on this. Show. I don't care. I, right now, at this point I in time, care. I don't care because I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, I'm not worried about situations like that. Most of the time, it is about safety and security issues, which is why your face is taken from a picture and put somewhere else. However, I do understand your point, Tabitha. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, when it yeah, comes- because it could be used in it for nefarious purposes. You don't know who's going to get a hold of this information. They could The sites could be hacked. It, not only that, but right now, we trust our police. I trust our police. But what if somewhere down the line, when things change in this country, and we no longer trust law enforcement, because that day may happen somewhere down the road. What if our we don't trust, I don't trust our government. But that I could don't be trust with a million different the Biden issues. regime. I understand that. But just the same way is I don't always trust my DNA in these ancestry sites because we don't know how they're going to use yeah, it. Yeah, the DNA, I, the DNA aspect, you had me. The facial recognition, I don't see a massive issue with how? it. My only issue yes. is this, is I feel as if you should be told. But even if you're told, what are you going to do? Not get a picture anymore at the DMV? No, you want your driver's license. So, yes, you're still going to sit there. You're still going to take that picture. You may be pissed about it. Right. You know about it, but nothing's changing. Yes, yes. It should not be. It should not be allowed. That but you, you realize it's not going but anywhere. That just, it's here to stay. That Tabitha. just goes to show that we cannot trust our government. Well, of because course, here we, we have. Know that. Because Eric, just what Vic said, you have to. If you want to drive, guess what? You have to have a driver's license. If you want to fly, guess what? You have to have a state ID. Look at how many things in this country you need a state ID for. So therefore, except guess what? Except for to vote. <laughs> Therefore, no, you're, you're, it's a trap. No matter what you do, they're going to have your face in this facial recognition uh, system because you need you an ID. Let me ask you this. What if, Eric, what if, you, what if someday on. you're walking down yeah, the agree. road minding your own business, somebody gets robbed on, yeah. a, I don't know, 10 blocks down, and they say, oh, oh it was Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. We got him in the facial recognition okay. system. Let me see it. Let me see the video then. Here's the deal. We talked to Cedric. They don't have Cedric. to show you the video. You have a Facebook page. We I guarantee the government knows who you are already. Yeah, we talked oh, to me? Cedric. Yes. We talked to Cedric on the show about putting 10,000 feet drones over St. Louis, keeping an eye on St. Louis because it's so dilapidated and out of touch and out of step and, and dangerous. Well, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, if we talk about one thing, one technology, facial recognition. No, it sucks. Complete balls. Trust me. I get it. Nobody wants to be in a state like that. But right now, we're living in this bizarre time. And there's a lot of thug criminals out there. And we need to figure out who they are. I I understand. And and when someone comes down the damn street and and we have ring cameras and we see the person, we should know, bam, immediately who the hell that was. I would expect It's almost like a license plate for your face. I would expect you guys... Well, I don't like that idea either. I don't like the license plate scanners. I understand the purpose, and I understand that sometimes (laughs) they actually are very good at catching the bad guy with warrants. But they're also a, a violation of your privacy. It's a violation of my privacy... For me it to go is. and get my driver's license taken, and all of a sudden I'm in a facial recognition system. And right now, I trust our police officers. There may be a day well, when what we is don't. It? What are you afraid? Uh, and I'm I'm with you. 
Trust me, there's I'm in, I'm in creep factor. But you're always looking. Down I'm in the creep road factor, Bill. Years, and then your I'm life in, today is is not good. I mean, like cre- you're not happy. You're frustrated. Yeah, you're wh- who about something that could happen 30, 40 years yeah, down I, the line? My, are you my in, life is very happy, and, and it's very good. Do you know the database that I you're in right now? I think it's a violation of idea? our privacy. No, it's, it's not about me, Eric. It's about everyone out there. What, viol- it, what violation? Already, trust me, the government already knows who I am. The, what violation? If That's you have my a, point. If you have a camera but in your bath, if, what about if, my son? Oh, what about man. grandchildren, etc.? What, what about, about your them? family? They know who you are. They got when, your fingerprints. When are we going to start standing up for yeah. ourselves and for our freedom? You, it, this is not what? a free society. When you have, <laughs> when your face is in a computer system and everywhere you go, they track you with What's facial re- recognition software. They can track everywhere you go. They can do yeah. it with what your happens phone. when it's on every they, single they, they, corner? There's a murder case. There's a mo- I, murder case. I'm not case. talking about me. I, I use mur- my spy device. talking about I you. use my personal spy device. They already know me. I'm on this show. They already know yes. who I am. What about all of the other people? When is it too far? Okay. Uh, here's the deal. They... Your your phone You're is worse than your face. Your phone makes your face look like nothing. If you take your phone and kill somebody, they're going to know exactly where you were. Oh, look, they were right by the so dead body you, with two minutes are before. Are you okay? Were- are you okay with facial recognition software? Are you okay yes. with the, the government tracking every move? What are they going to use with it? What are they going to do with because it? we're tracked anyway by a variety of uh, what the hell are they going to do with it. I don't understand. What do you think they're going to do with it? The same thing that we think they could do with, let's say, DNA. I I don't think this is happening right now. There's a court case out there where there is a guy who claims, and I don't believe him, but he claims that he didn't murder this person. They planted his DNA because they got it from one of these ancestry Mm -hmm. DNA cases. And, you know, in, in a let's say if we're watching a movie, some futuristic movie, who's to say that they're not going to take your face? You know, we already know. It goes back to JFK. Who killed JFK, right? Let's just say if we had a modern who killed ex-president and we say, well, it looks like it was this guy. They're saying it's this guy. This guy claims it's not him. How do we know they didn't use a deep fake? How do we know they didn't use fake facial recognition or that they didn't plant his DNA? Because they have everything on us that Mm. they need. I'm scared. Are you scared over there, millennial? I'm sorry, Gen no, X. I'm just. Here's I'm, the thing. Are you are scared? This is this is her right here. <clears throat> Me, I'll be dead and gone. <laughs> but yeah, that's mystery producer over. Go there. ahead, mystery producer. No, so we don't want to say her name because why? Because so of facial recognition. Yeah, or what? voice recognition. Go ahead. You here? <laughs> exactly. Disguise disguise your voice. Go back. <laughs> I am super scared. <clears throat> here, are you afraid of uh, what's coming at you in the in the generations to come? I don't know. I think a lot of it's already happening. Yes, so. it's already happening. Look at that. You, it is right already there. happening. If you get up and decide to live today, Tabitha, you're going, if you accept to use a telephone, Oh yeah. if you accept to use a computer, um, I know you want to live in the woods off the grid. Me I too. get it. Me too. Everybody. <laughs> have a room for me. Everybody, most people would like to do that at, you know, some on the beach. Day, off the grid on the beach. Some just for break, some yes. for vacation. But that's life, Tabitha. And I don't think it means that you're not a freedom fighter. You're not a son of liberty. If you're like, listen, so I you're get trying it. to say that I should be desensitized to it no. because because we've no. already allowed the government There's, to track us. Okay, listen, and I don't mean this against we you. By no, any we means. haven't quote allowed them. 
it's all part of this technology mm-hmm. we've that, allowed it that is yes. part of our everyday life keep preaching but we but we have we have allowed it you know what when the first yeah because we as a whole wanted it tabitha when the fir- when the no we i don't we think we want most our people, cell phones yes we do no i would love to we have want a our cell laptops phone. we want our computers the cell phone doesn't have to track you that's a feature they <clears> put on it they could make a cell phone that does not track you google right now is being sued because even when you turn your location services off it still tracks you. They hmm. still know where you're at. Correct. They know everything we say, everything we do. They can take photos of us. We let it get too far, and we continue it's not changing, to Tab- let it get but too Tabitha, far. But Tabitha, you realize? It's, yeah, it's too late. Nothing is changing. I agree. It's so too late. So there's no reason to bitch about something that's not going yes, to change. Yes, there is. Plenty of reasons. Because if you're it's just <laughs> there bitching should be the a, bitch. There should be. That's a derogatory <laughs> thing to say. And and second no, of all. not at all. What? Second of all, if you are if there should be a great big sign at the DMV that says when you sit in this chair and you get your driver's license renewed, yes. when you get a state ID, guess what? We're taking a photo of you and that photo is going to go into a facial recognition system okay, but just, and there's no sign so that says that. Out? Be, yeah, you what? just Okay, and you're still going to take what, the picture. What criminal? And then your yeah, day is, and then your day is Isn't there something pissed. in the Bible about this where they force <laughs> you, you to take to. their number? Well, scriptural. That's not it's, the it's, same thing. It's not the it's same. The same you got thing. your thumbprint. How, it's in about ni- buying services without a number. In the 1920s, when we got thumbprint technology, <laughs> was that a? Is it, it's the same thing. We know who you are. You committed a crime. Look, we're taking your they fingerprint. Don't, they don't have everybody's fingerprint, or they used to not. You know what? They used to not have everybody's fingerprint. Kay. They used to only have your fingerprint if you committed a crime. Yeah. And guess what? They rolled out a program where, oh, your kid might go missing someday. Come in and let's put their fingerprints in the system. Yeah. Now they have everybody's fingerprints. Would you rather have facial recognition and fingerprints of illegal climb. aliens? I would rather Explain. not be tracked at all. I would rather be able to take my cell phone mm-hmm. and turn my location services yeah. off and not be we tracked. All want, we all but want But we that. don't have that option because our government yeah, tracks us all, whether we like it or we not. We all want that, but it's not And changing. you guys should be more angry about it. But being angry and not complaining, really. as I said, and moaning, it's it's not going to make your life any better. If you have the technology, my life is fine. Oh, no. No, my life I'm not is talking bad. about you specifically, the general group. I think everybody's life oh, is just fine, but that doesn't bitching, mean we complaining, shouldn't complaining, whining, fight over it. It's not going to change. If anything. you have the technology, if yes. you have the ability to have a piece of software, and the government can legitimately almost—I mean, I don't think they're. Do you think that anybody's in a room tracking Tabitha Hassel? The answer is no, they're not. But if you go into an airport or a bank and you do something nefarious, they're going to go. We have that facial. Exactly. We have that face. Oh, we know who yes. that is. They, Tabitha yes. See, that's not true because when Trump it's was not? president, one of the things Seems that true. he spoke about, many people have spoken about it, is the government keeps tabs on us. They keep tabs on us, and it's not just when you do something wrong. It's not just then. They know what you're doing. So what? Right. What, are gonna, the what are they going to use We're that data free, for? Eric. We're not. Free. No doubt no. about. Freedom is an We're illusion a, in look, this country. But, but you still, guess what? You deal and you make the best of the situation yes. every day. Look, we are in a hot, look, the United we do States. We that on this Welcome show. Welcome to communism. Uh, the, the United States is a high-tech communal democracy. It's what we are. We live in we live in these urban areas. Yes. We invented the urban areas. We live in these rural areas. We have a DMV that has technology to make sure that we are who we are: fingerprints, re- facial recognition. See, that's but you're um, saying it, um, it's okay so, just because on. they're already doing it. It's not okay. Yeah, let them finish. You keep interrupting. Oh, you mean like you guys do me? Oh, she's getting personal. She's getting mad. Just let Eric finish. She's getting mad. 
Get mad, Tabitha. Take I'm a not deep mad breath. at all. I want you to have a nice, so want you quiet, to be happy. I want you to have a nice, I am happy. quiet place you in your house happy. where you do you do breathing exercises. You need to do breathing exercises. Say no, it's not okay for my government to track me. Your blood pressure. It's not okay for your government to track you. I said it for you. Thank you. I appreciate But nothing's that. changing. Yeah, you're not going to be able to push back. Because we are not angry enough not no, to it's, make it No, it's angry enough isn't going to change anything. you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at George Bush. George, George Bush, Bush, what does he have to do with any of this? <laughs> the Patriot Act started everything. The <laughs> yes, Patriot, it did. Well, the, the you, Patriot right. Act. It well, did. Come on, Tabitha, you know this. I don't need to teach you anything. Come on, man. Let's blame Obama. Obama is the one who wrote Him the too. law to make it legal to spy on people, like our friend Charlie Tra- Strange told us. Blame it all on Obama. Yeah. What happens whenever, whenever this country goes through, to, uh, you know, uh, turmoil? We just we invent ways to try to protect us again. Like TSA has destroyed every airport around, across the planet mm-hmm. right now. You think that the terrorists didn't uh, put their fingerprint right on this country? The TSA is a good example of that. Right now, there's facial recognition. Okay, the only problem I see in it. Is if it gets if it gets hacked and it gets into nefarious hands. However, wouldn't it be nice? I mean, I don't even know. I'm I'm playing the devil's advocate. I hate that George Air Orwellian in 1984. I do. But wouldn't it be nice if the thugs, and I use that term lovingly, they go down to the mall, the Galleria in St. Louis. We immediately know who all four of the thugs were that bashed in the windows at Macy's because we have facial recognition technology. As a matter of fact, we can even put it on the news tomorrow because we have these guys. We know their names. We know where they live. We have all I the agree. data. And they wouldn't use, you, now, wouldn't you love they, that? They used Seriously. It, they used it against us on January 6th. Look at all the, gen, the J6ers who are sitting in prison right now because they picked up on their facial recognition or all of the people who have lost their jobs because they were picked up on facial recognition, and now people know that they were there that day. They will use it against us, Eric. That's my whole point. Okay. Well, if they do, then we'll have to keep an eye on that. You yeah. Know what I'm it's just. And, and Donna, to Donna's point, even some of the J6ers had a mask on. And guess what? They can still recognize you by the top half of your face. Okay. That's how crazy these systems are. Well, there we go. We'll do, yeah. So what do you want to do? Do you want to be able to? So what you're saying is you want to be able to commit a crime and to be able to go right back into your private lifestyle without anybody knowing. Is that what you're saying? She would rather that. Of course that. not. Of course not. Well, you can't have it of always. Can't have it both Our ways. society isn't. We don't you, get it always. I think that we, we have to take it all yeah. together. I think that we are too desensitized to the tracking that they do of us. There was a time when we were not oh, no tracked doubt. by yes, our government. Yes, ma'am. There was a time, yes, and ma'am. slowly by slowly by slowly, we've given up our rights. And, and and this is not against you guys or your side of the argument. The fact is, is that there's too many people who are too complacent right now mm-hmm. and say, well, they already track us, just let them track us some more. And and I'm not okay with that. Well, this is a conversation that you would have to have over a nice glass of red wine and a campfire talking to our Gen Z mystery producer and you'll go way back in the day we didn't nobody tracked us and they were and they because she's not going to know the damn difference she's going to go oh my god this is that's what that's exactly my fear eric is that yeah but people it's, but aren't going to know the difference yeah but what They're was gonna normal to you always been tracked what was normal to you yes to her she's gonna be like eh, whatever it's like a to me cell phones are far creepier than facial recognition to me they cell are. phones I agree. Know everything, and if you hit the wrong button, it's going to get broadcast to everybody. I mean, to me, the real hack on this planet Earth is the cell phones. You're because right. guess what there is on the cell phone? 
There is a damn camera looking right back at your ass. Boom. But we but you but you should you should Seriously. you should have the right to turn off the tracking on your cell phone. Nobody knows how to do that. And yeah, you do. It's, it's very easy to turn off your location services, but that's why Google is being sued because you can turn it off and guess what? They're still tracking you. And okay. you still get tracked anyway. That's the creepiest of the technology to me. It is. It's not right. You, you bring it to light and then you let people know and it's part of the society that we live in. Yeah. Um, life is good, but life can also be bad. Yeah. Um, technology can be good, but guess what? Technology can be bad yeah. at the same point in time. And guess what? What we're dealing with now and where technology is taking us, we're not going back. No. We're not. It's a shame. It's a part of it. You try to limit moving forward, um, but at the end of the day, we're living in this, yeah. and we have to live with it and try to make the most of it. And make our voices heard because we are stuck with it. It's true. And there's a lot of technology that we love, Tabitha. We don't have to be stuck with it. We can move uh, out to the wilderness and never the, be well, seen like again. Go ahead. Exactly. That, that's the only way go these ahead. days. But you know what? You can't do that, though. But it's easy to say, hey, that. I'm going to move out to the country and I'm going to live off the grid. But gee, guess what? You can't do that because they say it's not sanitary. Uh, to and not it's have not sewage. Fun. It's, it's not, not sanitary fun. to not have running water. Yeah. You, you cannot collect rainwater because guess too what? That's work. illegal. Yeah, it's too much work. Everything's against the law. It's Th- too are, much work. There's no work around yeah. being spied on. That's where we're at today. I'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're spied on by your ex-boyfriends, I'm sure. They're all stalking you. I um, highly doubt that. It, it happens. It's I all part all of dead. it. By the way, this is cancel this. Cancelthisshow.com. Once again, Cancelthisshow.com. Uh, thanks again for joining us every day as you do. The viewership, the listenership continues to grow stronger. Once again, if you go to cancelthisshow.com, like what we're doing, subscribe, and share the show. We ask you, please, share the show. If you like what we're doing, share the show. Of course, you can watch us live from 8 to 10 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday. And then if you like the viewing aspect, you can watch us. Those episodes are saved right there on our website, cancelthisshow.com. Also, if you're on the go, if you're not a video person, you, you're a, a, a person that listens to podcasts you know, on the go, you like it, we've got the audio for you there as well. You can just go to canceltheshow.com, click on your platform. We've got Apple, we've got Google there, yes. iHeart, uh, and Spotify as well for you to jump in and check out things that you like. Um, based out of St. Louis, love the listenership that we have throughout the state of Missouri. And now we're starting to find out from Alex at Raising Sales or Marketing Company. Um, that we're big in other parts of the country. So we're grateful for you guys doing this, jumping in, and being a part of the show. Coming up tomorrow, Missouri Governor Mike Parson will be joining us uh, right out of the gate by about 8.10. He'll be jumping in. Also, uh, talking with Justin Hicks, a Missouri representative tomorrow. Um, Lots of interviews coming up this week and also getting ready to set to talk to uh, Bradley Dean, uh, Sons of Liberty, uh, nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Uh, based out of the Minneapolis area in Minnesota. He's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. So we appreciate you jumping in. Also, um, if you have any questions, if you have stories, uh, if you have interviews from people you think we need to get in contact with, uh, let us know. You need to jump in. We will do our best to get into those as best as we possibly can. We've also got um, something that we need to get into before we talk to Bradley. Big story that hit. And this was regarding, okay, we knew that the balloon was flying around. (laughs) We look stupid. I know a lot of people like to joke about it, and that's exactly what China wants. Um, 
But at the same point in time, while everybody's looking to the eye in the sky and the balloon floating around, uh, Tabitha reminded us that, oh, oh, yeah, here's what we got going on. Um, a 9-11 terrorist planner was released from Gitmo this or from Gitmo this weekend. Oh yeah, just while everybody's looking at the sky, does that concern you? Nobody who had any part in 9/11 should be seen in the light of day. No. And this all of a sudden happens. And of course, Tabo, you think this was all planned, right? Well, yeah, they <laughs> had they had already the Biden administration, I think it was 3 4 days ago, they had already secured the release of five detainees. Five. Mm -hmm. And there have been a total of three that have been released in the days that the China uh, spy balloon was floating around the United States. I have no doubt that this was a huge distraction. I mean, yes, it's a big deal that we had this spy balloon floating across our country. But did it need the type of coverage it had? Yes. No. Yes. It did not. It did. Absolutely it did. Don't, what are you talking about? That is, a, that is a massive national breach. And it, the story wasn't such that it was a balloon. It was a spy balloon that was as big as two Greyhound I, I'm buses. I'm not saying it's not, I'm no, not, saying no, no, it's no. not a big story listen and that me, it, it was me. okay to listen happen. Me. Don't discard that because here's the deal. Here's the real story. Here's the real story. You ready? <clears throat> is the, is the, it was the observation of how the United States government tracks this balloon and does nothing with this balloon as China is floating over our heads, Okay. And how we as American people, did we joke about it? Were we pissed about it? It was a it was a unique observation for me to see the memes being made as a spy balloon. It's, it's literally you a trial just, balloon. It's oh literally a trial balloon. It's a spy balloon. You just balloon. said you were okay with being spied on two seconds ago because you no, said no, 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 your what phone are you knows about? everything you do. No, it's not the same thing. What? It's not. It, Tabitha, come you on. Don't, Tabitha, you're being disingenuous right now. What I in the hell are you talking about, girl? Girl, you know, we got to do so a, it's okay a, a for whole your government show with the to spy on you, but not okay for China to spy on you. You don't think China knows what's no, no, going on in your me. cell phone? You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. Listen to me. Yes. Listen to me. Listen to me. Take a deep breath. I'm saying this. A spy balloon. It, instead of it being a high-flying spy airplane that is tra tracking our ground information. It flew literally over two nuclear um, military bases, okay? It knew where it was going. More than two. It knew what it wanted to see. It was going through a joyride. The United States was was penetrated by the by the CCP, okay? that First of all, that's the number. First thing that should have happened when it got to the Aleutian Islands, number one, you put a bomber up there at 6,000 feet and or a, a fighter jet, and you blow the thing out of the air. You then collect the debris, you put it in a massive FedEx box, and you send it back to China, and you go, what the hell is this? No, 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 don't talk. You go, what the hell is this? You say nothing. Why are you putting spy balloons over the Aleutian Islands? What's, what's, what's wrong with you? You put another one over the thing, we're going to blow that one out of the damn water too. And the next time, we're going to do a massive worldwide PSA that says, watch out for China. They put up spy balloons over your country, Central America. The Monroe Doctrine should have been initiated immediately as there's another one floating around down in the south. Okay. Okay. Now, can I say there's something nothing? Di there's nothing even similar about a facial recognition going to the DMV and a damn Chinese balloon floating over Scott Air Force okay. Base. Okay. So here's something that, that we need to, that, to discuss. A, according to our government, whether I believe them or not, I don't know, they claim there were six of these balloons that floated across the country 
over the past four, I believe they said four That's years, even worse. Six of them, and we did absolutely nothing. My point isn't that the spy balloon is okay. It's not okay. We should have shot okay. it down as soon as it was seen before right. it even entered our, same, our we're space. We're on the same page. Yeah, but it's a huge story. I it's under, huge. But here's my, my issue with it and where I started out with. It's not that it's not a big story. It's not that I'm okay with it happening. I'm not. But the media went crazy with it. They went no, they crazy didn't. with this story. No, it they was didn't. at every single no, channel, 24-7. But the it was other, on one channel. It was Fox. On, Fox it was, was on the only news channel. Fox I, News. I watched at least six different channels. Fox News was, They were tracking it. As a matter of fact, MSNBC was so stupid. They kept showing the moon. Look at <laughs> and they're like, look at the China spy balloon. I'm like, that's the moon for God's sakes. And then I guess somebody realized it. And they panned over. <laughs> the story is the basic. The spy balloon's it, it, not okay. Look, but Eric, this is a story You're missing my point. No, is the fact that the media was so engaged in this. It was a distraction on the media's It was. End. It, it was, was a, a distraction. distraction. No, I, because they're not talking about real news. They're only talking about this spy balloon. They're literally talking about a balloon that's going fast enough to walk across the United States. What about the, the six States? other ones? What about the six <laughs> other ones? Okay, fine. But the one that we saw, I, my friend, right before I went to a PRL show, said, hey, look, I took a picture of the spy balloon over Eureka, Missouri. Okay, that is a big story that there's a damn balloon that has cameras trained at Eureka, Missouri going to Scott. The, the story is this. Again, it's not about the damn balloon. Of course China wants to do something stupid like that. The, the, the real story is that we didn't have a, an F-15 Eagle launching exactly. a, a missile at the damn thing over the Aleutian they, Islands. Well, apparently... That's the story. They tried in Montana, and I guess they missed. I don't really know. I'm still confused about what happened in Montana because we know the spy balloon was there, and then they there was an explosion in the sky where the spy balloon okay. had been. But but see, this balloon moves very, very, very quickly. Yeah, so, so do... Uh, Fighter jets from other countries. Yeah, I mean, a Mach on. two fighter this. jet can keep up with a spy balloon, Tabitha. Um, here's the deal: <laughs> this was a big story. It showed the ineptness, the ineptitude of Joe Biden. He he doesn't yes, know what he's doing. Go. He's not a leader. Part two. It of the was story. another yes. example of the Biden administration's failures. Another example of why this is the worst presidency the United States has ever seen. It was also an example of how China could just come and do whatever they wanted. Yes, if you think for a second this was just a joke, oh, yeah, we're just going to send a balloon over there, and, yeah, we're just going to see it. You've got to be thinking smarter. I'm, I'm using my – I'm putting my Tabitha hat on here for this one, my Tabitha thinking brain. You better believe for uh, any ounce of brain ability that you have that something is going on, something was going on. Um, you can shoot something down – but you let it travel the entire length of your country there, before there you, you shoot it down when it's getting ready to leave. You're talking about this balloon entering United States airspace over 10 days ago, and you didn't do anything about it. And then to try to complicate the matter and make the water a little dirty, a little murky, then you have a Biden official say, oh, well, a balloon or some balloons came through during the Trump administration. Guess what? Trump and his officials immediately came out and said that is a 100% lie. It never happened. There was never briefings on that. Lies, lies, lies. Keep that in mind. So then they tried to deter you. Oh, yeah, well, it was over here. It was over there. And during the midst of this, how many times did we hear from Joe Biden? We didn't because Joe Biden doesn't know where he is. Joe Biden was being pushed off stages, um, you know, where he can't talk about things last week. Um 
you know, Joe Biden getting him off stage. He can't talk about this. He can't talk about that. That's what this was about. Right. A lot. How long do you think a United States balloon would last going over the country of China? Wouldn't happen, and it would be the biggest international do, story ever. And how long do you think it would last going over the country of Russia? It wouldn't. This is why we sit back, and yes, our Americans who make jokes and everything else, ha ha, because everything in this country is about entertainment. It's a joke. It's funny. It's like I, I get it. It's the same but reason that when a, this was a big story. It's the same reason that when Chelios used to go after uh, the uh, Blues players, the entire bench of the Blues would get up and knock the crap out of him. Because if you don't do that, if you show weakness. You're just going to get your ass kicked all the damn time. This is really, this is cut and dry. Can, United, can, United can, States military should have destroyed this balloon, and they should have paraded it around the United States as a, like a big, and just said, look what these guys are starts building. With Biden. They could have and should have, and, and they didn't, and it's definitely a failure. Whether or not there were six prior balloons, mm. I don't know. I know Trump denied it, and I do believe, I do believe President Trump, or maybe he wasn't briefed. But here's the thing. China has a bazillion satellites floating across the the US state United States all the time. They these satellites can see down into every uh space and they can see through your blinds and your windows. So how much more can this balloon see and pick up that their satellites aren't picking up? That's really yeah, right, and, and, and a trial balloon. It was a trial balloon and you basically got these Chinese military guys just over there in Beijing laughing their asses off going Clowns. Well, I can tell you this much. I bet Bradley Dean would have shot it down if it would have come over Minnesota. If he had, if he would have saw it. We welcome into the show uh, Bradley Dean, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, Sons of Liberty. Uh, if you recognize him, that's because you've seen him on Fox News, MSNBC. Yes. Hell, he's been all over the country, you name it, trying to talk about freedom in this country, the problems, the issues. Hey, Bradley, welcome into Cancel This at CancelThisShow.com. Uh, that balloon didn't come over Minnesota, did it? Oh, we don't have him on the auto right, right yeah, now. He's having, he's having. All right, we'll work back with Bradley. We appreciate you jumping in, Bradley. If you can hear us, and I think you can, um, just wanted to let you know that we were trying to work on the audio aspect. Uh, we'll get you back on here in just a second. Thank you for your patience, uh, working on that whole situation right now. Um, I promise you, you said you saw it, right, Tabitha? Or I did see it. I personally. Saw but you know what's so crazy about that is we have to remember that it's it, it, some people say it's 120,000 feet up. I heard it was 80,000 feet up. That covers a very, very large distance. Yeah. So when I could look up and see it, so could people it was 60, halfway 000. across the it was state. 60,000. It had get transferred down to 30,000. So it was in the airspace of uh, airliners. It was, and that really wasn't even the point. When it got to South Carolina. It really wasn't even the point. It was just the fact that. Well, it's the fact that a lot of the country didn't find it that it didn't care that much about it. But it if was, there were, it looked, if there oh, were like six, a balloon. If there were six there were memes prior. made about it, you know, there was it was we were making fun of it on Facebook and TikTok, and it was actually a very serious military mm -hmm. uh, problem that we were having, and it lasted a week. Is and that, it that's is the it a problem, problem, or or did the media make it a bigger problem nope. than it really is? No, a satellite no, can see more than this balloon could see. A satellite can pick up. More than that balloon can pick up. No, you, you, Tabitha, stamp because you're so smart and you know how to analyze so well. The problem is that time. <laughs> I want to know what this problem, balloon picked and, up that the, the satellites aren't. Listen to me. The ta the and was it a big deal just because we saw on, it on, if there were six before this that we didn't know about? Hold on. 
Taiwan's looking at the United States going, these guys are these guys have no backbone. Europe Europe is looking at us Taiwan going, is asking us for weapons Europe, like Ukraine. Europe is looking at us like <laughs> Europe is looking at us like, what are you guys doing? The whole world is looking at two of the biggest nuclear powers, two of the biggest military powers on the planet. And one of them is basically just messing with them like a cat in a cat toy. And the cat toy is winning. Scott, did you want to jump in? I just want to try his audio. I just brought him in through the phone. We got his video on the video yeah, and the audio through the phone. So do we have you on audio now, Bradley? Yes, we got him. I appreciate it, guys. Sorry, I've never seen this one before. I can tell you that, and I've been doing this for 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's facial recognition from the government. It's screwing with all of us. <laughs> hey, Bradley, welcome to, hey, Bradley, welcome to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We're grateful for the time that you had today. You heard my question earlier, but we didn't get to hear your response. I mean... How big of a story was this balloon situation, in your opinion? I, well, on a personal level, I believe it was total distraction. It's an absolute joke. I mean, you got the NSA, you got the Facebook, you got Twitter, you got Google, you got the big tech companies gathering all of our information. And even to take it a step further, which you can go online and find out all the information that I'm sharing with even now, it's interesting how the Chinese are playing the enemies to America. And yet the same thing going on with Russia, same thing going on with other countries, and yet they're all calling for a new world order. Yes. So who's playing the stooges here? The American people are, as if to suggest, this is a legitimate threat to America. Give me a break. No. People need to wake up as to what's going on here. And if it was a legitimate threat, uh, obviously our military would have came in and shot it down right on the spot. And as you asked me earlier, if it came over the top of my house, I would have shot it down. I know you would have. <laughs> the little bit I know about you, I know you would have been all over that. Hey, you, uh, our viewers and listeners just got a little flavor, a little appetizer of who you are, but let our audience know who you are, uh, how you got to be where you are now, what you're doing, and uh, why you're trying to make a difference. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to make a difference. I am making a difference, I hope. I mean, that's what's promised to me. First of all, I'm a preacher. I came out of the rock and roll world. We used yeah. to tour all over the of America, uh, once I truly got saved, not by man, but by Christ, uh, I started noticing a youth pastor talking about doing high school assemblies, and he kept talking about all the things that were inundating the kids, well, how they were being subjected to everything and protected from nothing. Well, I wanted to be a part of the answer. I didn't want to be a part of the problem. So what I did is I, I just started to move into high school assemblies, and we were asked by a principal in the state of Minnesota to come in and do a high school assembly. Uh, and that wasn't by chance. It was about a year and a half worth of work. And uh, we did the first uh, high school. Uh, after the first year, we did three the next year, nine the year after that, and about 100 after that. So I've done about 360 public high schools in 25 different states. I'm on national radio now. I'm broadcasting into about 157 cities. I go to about 40 different outlets. And, and guys, it's not because I'm smarter than anybody else. It's just I'm willing to do it. There's too many people out there talking about the problems rather than magnifying the law against those that are creating the problems in this, this country. And again, I wanted to be a part of the answer, not a part of the problem. That's what we've been doing for about 23 years now. 23 years. Man, I see that a lot of problems have happened in the last 24 months. It seems like yeah. it seems like the 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 United States went from kind of normal to what in the hell is going on around here? What's our biggest problem right now? And how? I mean, 
I mean, swing a dead cat and you'll find a problem. What's our biggest problem and how do we kind of attack them? Well, boy, that's, you know, that's that's a pretty broad question, and it's probably going to take me about 45 minutes to answer that. It's kidding. a podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it really what it comes down to, the more I do my homework, the more I understand where we came from. I was just in Williamsburg, Yorktown, and Jamestown, and when I study out our forefathers, you know, they say if you don't know your past, you don't know your future. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to exactly what it is that what's wrong with America. And I noticed that our forefathers, when you read the Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, three quarters of that document is our forefathers throwing off a tyrant that wouldn't be ruled by God, mm-hmm. they said. Yes. And we see that three percent of the population, along with 13 colonies and 56 signers, they weren't calling on their favorite politicians to free them from the tyrannical rule from King George across the pond. The the flags that were flying were no king but King Jesus and uh, uh, appeal to heaven. That's what we're missing. We're missing our God. You've forsaken him. And when you look at our, our founding documents, I was noticing your attorney general talking about the Constitution earlier, and it's interesting, all these politicians, the responses that I've seen coming in from that conversation, they say the right things, but they're not doing what they promised to do, and I say that to say this, they put their hands on the Bible, swearing to God and man that they will uphold the enumerated laws, which is premised on common law, Mm -hmm. God's moral law in America. Americans have turned their back on God, and they're reaping the hell that they deserve because they're talking and doing everything but what they should be doing in a nutshell. That's exactly right. Um, I just, just to follow up on that, um, I've been, the more I've been listening to this stuff, the more I'm like thinking, you know what, this, this, what's going on in this world, in this country right now, it's not organic. This is manufactured somehow. There are no, there's no way that 100%. There's no way that people want to be like this. There's no way that this woke culture is is friendly to to American families. I mean, do you see it the same way? Is this something that's like it's not just a United States citizen saying, "Hey, we need a revolution and become woke." I mean, is this something that was manufactured from somewhere else? Oh, absolutely. And listen, if you go to the Supreme Court, let's just go there because you'll find this guy all over the United States in Capitol buildings. In the state of Minnesota, you'll find him too. You look above the Supreme Court, what do you see? You see Moses and the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. What do you see under Moses and the Ten Commandments? Justice is the guardian of liberty. So what happens when you remove God? You bring in organizations such as the ACLU that say that the end of uh, the ACLU is communism. They're subversive to American government. You guys were talking about uh, George Soros and the crimes that he's committing. Um, well, when you leave your God, this is what you're going to get. And John Locke, one of the founders, along with Charles D. Montesquieu and William Blackstone, said, where the law ends, God's moral law, yeah. tyranny begins. And what you're seeing is you're seeing a government that's acting outside of its scope of authority. What you're seeing through so many politicians on the federal level and on the state level is they're acting foreign to the U.S. Constitution. And therein lies the problem. We don't we don't have a king in this country. And the reason I'm saying that is when you look at Article 6, Section 2, we have a supremacy clause. 
everything that we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do is already found in when, uh, the U.S. Constitution. And we can find that when we take the time to prove the U.S. Constitution. But that's a thing of the past because there's been a political language that's been created to make lies sound truthful. And hence, what do you have? You have 101 unconstitutional parties set up to divide the American people one against another. Mm -hmm. And then people, what's wrong with this country? It's unconstitutional. And the way your, your said representatives are acting is foreign to the Constitution that they swore to uphold, period. Bradley, I'm, I'm curious if you think that in the end, does any of it even matter? We all sit here on the show and we talk about so many different issues. But at the same time, I also firmly believe that we are heading into the great world. The world is dividing. We have NATO versus BRICS. Countries are lining up one by one, and they're either choosing NATO, like the United States and Europe, or they're choosing BRICS. And we, we see every day a new country falling in line, and most of them are falling in line behind BRICS. And there is no question when it comes to the war of over globalism, something is going to happen. Yeah, well, there's no doubt, and it's all it's all been designed to make something happen. And what they want to do is they want to destabilize nations. And who's doing this? The mainstream media. By the way, Vic, by the way, Eric and Tabitha, 94% of the American people don't believe the mainstream media, and mm -hmm. rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Truth in the world. So I, I, what begs the question here, Tabitha, is who told you that? The mainstream media that nobody I don't, believes. Wait, I know you don't know me, but I don't watch mainstream media. I haven't watched TV since 9-11. Oh. Uh, I can guarantee Good. you, if you don't know already, definitely study up on it because we are going to be in a war over globalism. And it's going to be BRICS against NATO. Countries are lining up. At some point, BRICS is going to be more powerful than NATO, and they are going to be the superpower of the world. And I don't know where we as Americans are going to be. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is, is if we'd hold our said representatives, once again, this comes into play because it's important that we understand this. If the said representatives were actually doing their job, we wouldn't be in this particular position right now in the first place. So you got to ask the question, who's creating the problems? The same ones that are creating the chaos are the same ones trying to bring in the new order. This isn't a conspiracy theory, folks. It's all over line, all over uh, Google. It's all over everything that you search out today. They're blatantly telling you what their end aim is. So what happens? Let's say this. We hear that there's 300 cabal globalists in the world, okay? Well, in America alone, we have 329.5 million people. Why don't those 329.5 million people, which, by the way, 86% profess to be Christians, why don't those people take responsibility and love God enough to actually keep his commandments and round up these criminals and hold them accountable? That might sound like an insurrectionist, but the fact of the matter is, if you look at provision in the Constitution, we the people are the government in this country, number one. Our said representatives derive their just powers from the consent of we the people. They do what we allow them to do. And if we don't like what they're doing, we can impeach them, Article 2, Section 4, and we can prosecute them. So we're doing everything but what we should be doing and what the people in this country need to do is send the message to those criminal politicians that we're not going to put up with your crimes against we the people anymore in violation of your sworn oaths. Yeah. We're talking with Bradley Dean, Sons of Liberty Radio. He is a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. He's been on just about every uh, show you can imagine across the country, as you said, 
you're a former rocker. What's near and dear to your heart are these kids. Eric talks a lot about the younger generation, the difficulty in reaching them, all of the things that these kids, and I say kids, could be a, a, a lot of, I mean, let's say 18, 20 and under, have had to deal with, with the media, with entertainment, with all kinds of peer pressure being thrown at them. What concerns you when you're out talking to these kids? What kind of things, what kind of stories are you hearing and seeing, Brad? Well, I, I can tell you, first of all, the younger generation, I mean, it, common sense does come into play. Luke 3, 7.35 tells us that wisdom is justified by your children. Isn't it interesting that those that are sending their kids into public schools in the first place, 86% of them are Christians, a lack of, patriots, a lack of, and conservatives, dropping their kids off at a public school to be raised up by their sworn enemies. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of hypocrisy going on in this country. The kids in public schools, and I don't do just public schools. I do colleges. I do tea parties. I do churches. I do television, radio, whatever the case might be. But in particular, when it comes to the young people, they're trying to figure out where the love is from their pastors and their parents that they're being subjected to this illegal indoctrination that's taking place in public schools in the first place, which is a violation of the 10th Amendment. The federal government doesn't have any business teaching your children anything, yeah. not a thing. And the people, they have gone so far out of understanding who they are and where they came from that they just think that whatever the government does today, it must be some, it must be somehow or another uh, legitimized. Yeah. No, folks, what you're going to find is if you talk to these said politicians again, you're going to find out that they don't even know the Constitution. And then you wonder why they're acting outside of their scope of given authority. They don't have the authority to do it in the first place. Yes. You know what, man? conservatives, I'm sorry, Democrats are really good at making change. I don't know how they're doing it. I think they're like army ants. I talk about it on this show all the time. They move together like army ants. You, They destroy lions as an army ant group. They destroy humans as an army ant group. Conservatives are really, really good at identifying the problems and talking about how awesome this country used to be back in the day before all this wokeism. Yeah. How do you change that? And Vic just brought up the kids and TikTok. The kids on TikTok seem to always kind of uh, gravitate towards this woke garbage, towards all this stuff that's kind of destroying this country. How do conservative kids or conservative messages get to the younger generation? How do conservatives stop talking about the problems and start fixing the problems? Have to, they have to do their own due diligence. I mean, if you ever wonder why Fox News and their talking heads, and it doesn't apply just to Fox News, if you're trying to figure out why they're worth 300, 400, 500 million dollars, it's because they serve their sponsors. Right. They're not serving people, and the people haven't figured this out yet. The only thing that you see on conservative talk shows today, for the most part, is them talking about a Republican Party and a Democratic Party. Guess what, guys? Neither one of them constitutionally exist. That system is set up to divide and conquer the American people. And if you look at what John Adams, the second president of the United States, warned over 200 years ago concerning the American people, he said the greatest evil under the Constitution is a two-party system. We need to be careful of what we're <clears throat> drinking or listening to. The conservatives of the day are... Today's liberals. Yeah, if I mean, you want to, wasn't if it? You want to understand? What's up? I'm sorry, man. I was just going to say, wasn't it Roosevelt that said the biggest fear that we, we, the thing that we need to fear the most is uh, 
public unions. That we, he even said it. He goes, we, he goes. The thing that will kill this country faster than anything is that we get unions into this country, and yet we went ahead and did it. And look what it's doing to our education system right now. It's it's like yeah. it's like we don't listen to our own advice sometimes. You know, oh, right? Yeah. Well, more than not. And here's the thing: if you want it all to stop, pull your kids out of public schools. Exactly. There's, there's the answer right there, because you'll find that back in the day at the beginning of this country for 150 years, it was the parents raising up their own kids. Right. Now they've had their sworn enemies mm-hmm. to raise them up. Well, it's how our society yeah. functions and operates. So yep. too, Bradley, as you know, it's we, we get comfortable with the way of life. And, you know, you send your kids to school. You it, everything's expensive. You go to your mm-hmm. jobs. Now you have moms working as well. Both parents working in many cases. Yep. And kids aren't around yep. so that you can support the lifestyle that we have. Right. And that's kind of what we know. We've been programmed to live like this. That's right. We've been programmed. We've been raised up in this fashion to believe that this is how it is. But that's why we go back and study <clears throat> our phone documents and understand where it is that we came from. Hey, guys, if we don't know where we came from, we don't know where we're going. And that's the problem that we're having today is we're, we're aimless because we don't have a clue as to what real history is. You know, one of the things, if I can just interject this, you were talking about it earlier, Tabitha, about, you know, what's going on with the drag queens and the the sodomite agenda in public schools and how they're preying on the kids. All of this this is the activity of felons in the United States of America. If you look at state statutes throughout the United States of America, all of these acts that are being Uh, played out in front of our kids and why the attorney general didn't bring this up didn't surprise me but it is his job because he's the top cop in the state instead of debating away our god-given rights he comes in with the law and puts a stop to it after all the purpose of government is to condemn the wicked and to justify the righteous that's right and i find anywhere in the constitution where it is the teacher's job to sexualize anybody's children Mm. It's not. Mm-hmm. Bradley, it, it, yeah. it's not. You know what? That, that's the parent's job. And, and unfortunately, our government, people don't understand when the government wants to say, hey, I'm going to give you free pre-K. What that means, they just want to get a hold of your children earlier. They want to indoctrinate them earlier. They want they want you to be working all the time. They want you to be busy. They want you bring, to bring your kids to Head Start programs. They want you to bring your kids to all these public programs so that they can get their hands on your children so that you don't have time to program with uh, with God or or with moral value. And they, they want to do it themselves, their way. That's right. And God God is the enemy. See, what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise up a whole generation. That's right. That's right. They're, they're trying to create a world without God. Mm-hmm. That's about backwards it can possibly be, folks. I mean, that that it never happened in the past, and it's never going to happen in the future. And I want to say this going full circle back to one of the questions. You know, what do you see as how this is going to work out? I have hope every day of my life, and if I didn't, I wouldn't get up and do it all over again. The history of the church is that your backs are up against the wall, and here comes the Lord. And that is the history of America. If you read the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Mayflower Compact, it's all there for you to understand as to who came in and rescued that generation to give us what we have today. I don't think people understand the price paid for their freedoms, and that's exactly why we're here today. Everybody's just letting everybody just do whatever they want to do. Well, if we understood that, you know, and if I can take it this direction for a moment, Vic, if you go to Arlington Cemetery— you know, those guys fought, bled, and died fighting off tyranny. 
in other countries. Well, guess what? Their posterity is now subject to the same tyrants in third world countries in their own backyards because they don't know the difference between what is right and what is wrong according to law. They have no understanding of what the law says. And that's what that's what liberates the people. If we obey the law, guess what? We're a free people. And if you want to go ahead and test your steel, get in your car and drive down the highway at 75 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone and tell me how it works out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's true. Bradley, I've, told, I've, I've said it often. When a country turns its back on God and you look at history of the world and the superpowers, good luck with what's next. Hey, before you get out of here today, we're, we're talking some serious topics. Um, I want to have a little fun, bring a little levity into it. Tell us about your rock and roll background, you know, because we got a rock and roll star in here with Eric Johnson. No. We've also got a rock and roll star with Scotty Gherkin, who's a lead singer. They're both in current bands now. What was your history with rock and roll? Well, I, I was in a band called, of all names, Power Trip, uh, back in the 90s. And then we toured across the United States. It became Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a real God-like conversion, not a man-made conversion. In other words, I wasn't talked into Christianity by man. Therefore, I can't be talked out of my Christianity. Um, but with that said, I, I then joined a band called uh, Junkyard Prophet. And they were from a band called The Brave. And they were actually, uh, they had six number one hit songs across the country. And what I did is I came in as the drummer and then we began to tour around. But one of the things that I noticed is they had a manager, Des Dickerson from Prince. And one of the things that I noticed is they wanted to stay in the Christian arena. And I'm like, guys, that's like going to Mexico to teach them Spanish. It doesn't- <laughs> so what I said is uh, we need to get out of here. And then mm. that's when we went to public schools fully endorsed. I uh, just got done doing an album with Val Garay. My wife did uh, just last last year in uh, Topanga, California. Mm. Worked with Porter Brothers. Uh, also worked with Geffen Records. And then we toured with Drowning Pool three years ago and uh, other bands. And with that, we're still holding to who we are, not what the world wants us to be, because we're called to be a light in a dark place. And that's exactly what we did. Fully endorsed, got, you know, all the bells and whistles, hats, so on and so forth. And I'm inundated into that world. And every year that we can, we go down to the NAM show and we hang out with everybody and we preach the gospel because that's what I'm called to do. And I'm more than willing and honored to do just that. So there's a lot more to it, uh, but with that said, that's a nutshell. I know, but the, but you know what, man? You are in a perfect position because you're used to the stage. You're used to the film. You're used to communicating. And, and, and people like you, we need more people like you to get out there and just start saying, hey, all the stuff that's in the, going on in this country is wrong, and let me show you the right path. So, it, you know, you, use your training wisely, man. I love it. Oh, it's, I have been. I yeah. have been, and it's in. You know, what's interesting with that is, you know, every time I step into the public arena, especially in the high school assembly programs, they always know that I'm there. Here comes the mainstream media. If it's not the New York Times, it's MSNBC. If it's not MSNBC, it's CNN. I got them all over my walls. These are the uh, these are, are, are the notches on my belts, per se. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's interesting how, you know, had they known, um, they probably wouldn't be doing what they're doing, but they're really giving me a greater platform every time they attack this ministry. And what they do is they try to mm. that you've never said before. 
I'm just about going back and, and really showing them their history, even going back into the 60s, what grandma and grandpa knew. Um, and seeing the uh, the complete contrast to where we're at today, and why is it that the people are tolerating what our grandpas and our grandmas didn't? That bewilders me to no end. We got to go back to the old past, Jeremiah six sixteen, and that's the that's the that's the direction that I continuously. Point, uh, you know what? Do you do you agree with this? Do you think that it's time that we do a massive PSA about the evilness of this George Soros cat? That this guy is literally just throwing money around hand over fist, and he's destroying a lot of this stuff. Is it time? Who's going to do the PSA? We yeah, well, supported by the government. No, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you think? I don't know who. I don't know who the conservative guys anymore that have the the cash. But isn't it time that we start putting stories together about George Soros and what he's really trying to do? Everybody knows who George Soros is. Everybody knows who he is. He's an international criminal. He went on 60 Minutes. He told the world that he rather enjoyed plundering the Jews that were being thrown onto cattle cars. And now we see his son doing the same exact thing in modern days. But if I can go back and just say what I said several times now, Eric, George Soros is not only an international criminal, but the 202 organizations that he set up in America are subversive to American government. Yes. See, the people don't know the difference. The ACLU is a communist organization. The SPLC is a communist organization. The list goes on. They don't have any constitutional standing. But and you say, well, Bradley, what do you know? Well, the ACLU came after my ministry once. Yeah, but the thing, is, once. the thing is this, is that you, <laughs> but hold, hold on, check it out. The ACLU is also known by the people who are the, in the media as a well. These guys are defenders of liberty because the but media I know, is I know, ran by the government. I know, but maybe it's time that we start yeah. shifting the the narrative a little bit and saying no. The ACLU is literally and not even and just making no Where? bones about it. This Where? is a communist organization, and they're your in your backyard. George Soros, here's his face. If you see him in public, arrest him. Do it a citizen's arrest because he's destroying urban areas all over the country. We don't have anything like that going on. And the people like Tabitha and yourself and me, we know who Soros is. But I think it's yeah. starting to get time to wherever we have a new election in the in this country. That shit, that prosecutor over there was funded by George Soros. So if you want George Soros in your backyard, vote for her. You know what I'm saying? Or You're going to find the politicians that are condemning George Soros are, in fact, taking money from George Soros. Good point. That's and a damn good point. That's in the way that you measure that. How do you tell if a stick is crooked? You put a straight one next to it. That's why it's so important to know our founding documents. Because when even when you go into a Capitol building, and let me even refer back to the uh, attorney general, uh, he kept saying the right things, but he was telling people that didn't know the difference of what the law said as to what the right thing was. That's his job to do. It's his job to enforce that law against the likes of people like mm -hmm. a George Soros. Not to sit and patty cake with them, but everybody's talking the talk, Eric. Everybody's talking about how bad organizations are. I was making a point with the ACLU. I did a high school assembly in Dunkerton, Iowa. Uh, this was the third time we did this particular school. They love the assembly. Best one they had in 30 years, they said. And what was interesting is the mainstream media came in and attacked me. Well, when they attacked me, guess what we do? We don't capitulate. We don't run. We turn around and we go right back to the same city and we let the people know that the mainstream media is lying huh. again. What are they attacking now, you that, for, Bradley? Do they I, come, do they come at your message of God in, in public schools? 
Well, no, what we do is we film everything. And uh, once we're done filming everything, then the media comes in and they try to create something out of what we said. They'll take it out of context and then they'll call it a parent protest or something like that. Well, what they don't know, they have it all on film. And this is what they continuously do. They want to set the narrative at all costs. But what they learn is they don't attack people. This is what you need to hear, guys. They don't attack people that know the law. And I want to tell you why, because they're not the ones that are going to spin out and run away from the fight. No, you run to the fight. When I went back to Dunkerton, we had a packed church with parents asking what happened. We had about 15 kids outside protesting us, led by some liberal whack job. And the fact of the matter is she drew a crowd for me to speak to the whole state. And so once we went back, the ACLU also attacked us. We seen the ACLU attacked us, and we had a letter sent off to the ACLU within two days. Uh, a week later, we got screenshots of all of this, misrepresenting the ministry and what we did in that high school. And within a week, we get a letter back from the ACLU saying, we have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we had it all on screen that they attacked the ministry in this publicly. Yeah. What did they do? They were the ones that ran because they now knew that the law is going to come in. And by the way, we've set three lawful precedents throughout the United States of America. We've never lost the right to do the things that we've always done. And it's important that your listeners hear this. We've never lost the right. The American people have forfeited their rights. The ACLU, they have driven the division in this country. They are a racist organization and they will do anything they can to intimidate people. Well, don't you know, we don't take counsels from our fears, guys. Mm -hmm. Listen, uh, Bonhoeffer, the guy that faced off with Adolf Hitler, said either you fear the face of God or you fear the face of man. And we don't take our counsels from our fears. What happened to those bumper stickers that say we, these colors don't run? The only reason there's an ACLU in America, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like it, but you know what? I love you enough to tell you what nobody else is willing to tell you. Uh, the fact of the matter is ACLU, SPLC, and all these other organizations are still here because the American people tolerate them. That's why. Correct. Well said. Correct. Hey, Bradley, how can people get in contact with you if there's somebody who's listening that, and I don't even know how far you go for your assemblies, but how can people get in contact with you? How can people listen to you and maybe even bring you to a school? Uh, well, you can call the uh, number, which is one 233 And by the way, go over to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Don't take my word for it. I'm just in there fighting for the kids because we're demonstrating our love for them. But if you go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, you'll find all of what the people experienced during the high school assembly. And then on the other side, I also want you to do me a favor and go over and do a wiki search on me. Uh, just to show you how the media has treated the fact that we've went in to rescue, per se, a generation of kids that are being inundated, or as I said earlier, being subjected to everything and protected from nothing. Much of what's going on in public schools is absolutely criminal uh, when you put it up against the law in so many isn't different it, ways. Isn't it ironic that you're going into the public? How do they even let you in? I mean, it's like this well, guy's... We've never, we've never lost the right. We've never lost that right. And uh, I've done from Florida to Minnesota, Alaska. Uh, we've done them all across the United States of America. I'll tell you what it really comes down to is if you love your kids enough to educate them, then bring us in. And if you're not willing to fight for what you say that you love concerning your country, then don't waste your time. 
Um, we don't need ankle biters and we don't need people to waste our time. But if you're serious about doing something, uh, give us a call. one 233 I also want to say this real quick. We're out somewhere every single month. Next month, I'm going to be in South Dakota. I just got back from Santa, uh, Rancho Santa Fe, California. In March, I will be in Michigan. I got five dates there, as well as we will be doing television again. We're going to do a, a research uh, for television on the East Coast coming up in April and May as well. So we're busy little bees. We've never stopped. We're more busier now than we ever have been because people are awakening to the dangers that they see on the horizon. And we're just a part of actually bringing the answers to their community. And they bring us in again and again and again. And we're honored again to be a part of that. Nice. Hey, before you get out of here, who is your favorite drummer? <laughs> um, member Metal Church. Metal Church, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Church, Church. Kirk Harrington was a bad, yeah. bad. You want to talk about abstract? You want to talk about unique? Um, and I and I also like the guys from Jane's Addiction. I I liked a variety of music. And and as they say, Greg Bissonette said this. He said, "The best drummers are those that take a little from everybody and make it their own." Mm. And uh, by the way, if you want to check out some of our videos, go to Alarm for War. Uh, you can check out some of our videos. We just got off tour with um, Drowning Pool, as I said, and uh, you can still see those videos out there. And it's 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 a lot of fun to do what we do. And again, I just can't tell you how honored I am to be a part of the answer and bringing the answers to this country. Yeah, I always look at a music as like a bowling league now. It's something that uh, us old guys do in the weekend. <laughs> I'm talking. Of course, I'm talking about myself, not you and Scotty. No doubt. <laughs> Hey, what are you with, Eric? I'm curious. Oh, I, well, I used to play in a band called Shooting Star. I used to play up in Minneapolis all the time. I can't remember the Where name. Where at? Ah, I Eric, knew, well, Eric I can't remember what he had for breakfast. We used to play at the Riff, Riff Radio uh, over, a, I can't, in the Detroit and in Minneapolis. I cannot remember. The Odyssey was it? No, no, it wasn't the Odyssey. It was somewhere over there by, you know, we would always go drive by Prince's old place, too. But, um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep, gotcha. What was the name of that joint up there in Minneapolis? Dude, I don't know. It was so you awesome. Like you and Scott say that well, I don't remember where we played. I we played have, everywhere across uh, America. I know we did. Uh, what was it? Joe Louis Arena one time, but that's up in Detroit. Um, uh, but uh, no, it was uh, again. I, I always tell these guys, it's like I do it for fun now. But you're doing it. You're kind of morphing it into this thing over at the schools, and I think that's just awesome. I need to try to do that. I should take my. Yeah, my... I, yeah I'm. I'm sorry. No, I, didn't, no. I didn't mean to cut you. There's a little break here, but I just had Nugent on. I just did an event with Nugent as well in Michigan. Um, but we talk about a plethora of issues. Now, keep in mind, me broadcasting on air, uh, on radio in 157 cities, that's not reaching out just to the kids. That's now reaching out to the older generation. Yeah. And we're doing that six days a week, too, on yeah. top of television. So we are literally being spent at every given opportunity that we're given. And so so with that, it's not just one size fits all, but we do uh, go through all demographics. Um, you do, have to, the do you have to talk to the older generation this way? I'll give you a little bit of advice. Talk to yep. them and say, you're not blue collar Democrats anymore. Something has come and taken over your party. You can't vote Democrat, even though it's very comfortable to do. Because that's not what you are anymore. And you got to explain yeah. that to them. Because a lot of the pe Democrats I talk to here in St. Louis, they still feel like they're voting as a, as a union member for General Motors. And they're not. 
So, well, that, remember the political language that's been created to make lies sound truthful. Let me give you one quick example. I went out, we had a friend that was a representative in Maryland and he carries around a declaration of independence and a constitution in his pocket. He said that they are so illiterate concerning the constitution and operate in such a foreign fashion to the U S constitution that he went and made comments concerning some of the things that were going on illegally in contrast to those documents. And on the way out, after he made his comments on the floor, the federal floor, he was asked by the court reporter, what was it that you were referencing? Ugh. That's how ignorant they are. It's a, the documents are a foreign language to our said representatives, no doubt. No, oh, I think every, man, I think every uh, campaign video from this point forward should be Senator Johnson asking the, the, uh, the people who are trying to become the, uh, the federal judges, hey, can you explain Article 2 to me? And none of them could do it. None of them knew the damn document that they were going to be defending. (laughs) Hey, Bradley, man, we appreciate you spending so much time today and working with us to get you on. Um, You're a breath of fresh air. Love the energy. Love the passion. uh, The heart at really trying and doing what you are to make a difference, not only with younger people, but older people as well. Uh, Encouraging us as well. Iron sharpens iron, and you're certainly getting out there and doing it. And by the way, if you have a single friend that's a lot like you, I'd like to set Tabitha up with somebody hey. like yourself. Uh, <laughs> We're worried about her. Uh, she, I, Stop. She, no, no a, a man that speaks and 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 is about these sorts of things and gets it. So, Bradley, we are grateful for you. If we can help you in any way, we'll certainly be promoting this as well. And we, and we encourage people who are listening to certainly reach out to you and uh, try to use you in your group. Had a lot of fun, guys. All right, appreciate it, brother. Okay, Have a great a new, day. You're you're our new normal. You're going to be on this show a lot, so get ready. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to shake, rattle, and roll, I will make myself available. That's nice. a promise. Nice, right, Bradley Dean. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks again. God bless all the work you're doing. Love the energy there. Uh, in regards Thank to what he's doing, man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Okay, stop right now. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. Did you do you, don't you do you guys love Bradley? Yes. Okay, Vic. Do I what? Do you love Bradley? As a heck, I love okay, what he then, is then doing. I want to go back to the very yes. beginning when he agreed with me about the China balloon. Oh, God. Oh, it's just like a chick. They have to be <laughs> right about everything, don't they? No. I thought you were going to throw that out there. I thought Come you were. On. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I thought you were going to say this is called scorecard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was no, absolutely I thought, fantastic. You know what I thought he was? I th- you know what I thought you but were he did agree up? with me. No, he agreed with you on something else. Yes. The attorney general. Yes, the yes, he did. <laughs> so, Very cookie cutter politician. It's a first interview, but it like is you a said. first interview. You put the de- uh, but yeah, it we'll is. get Bradley back on. It, it's great here. I can only imagine. I mean, because he's if, fantastic. If you go out, not and not even bringing God into the picture, which is on top of everything that he's doing, but if you're trying to teach or bring up Constitution, which is crazy, you get attacked. Mm-hmm. Constitu- if you're teaching well, the Democrats, kids what the, Constitution the, the, dem- says. the Democrats think, the Democrats think that the Constitution is this Play-Doh that you can just kind of squish around and make it work in the in your flavor, whereas conservatives think that it's made out of concrete, and that's the challenge here. And he's absolutely right. From now on, it just needs to be said: this document, word for word is the concrete that we base the society on. There is no more moving the document around to fit needs of the liberal progressives. But I'll say this, 
And I'm going to be fair, Drew Collins or whoever's listening. If you want to make a law and push it through the House of Representatives up to the Senate and then get it signed by the president, maybe a constitutional amendment, go for it. But you cannot do it through our court system anymore. It has got to be word. The Constitution is word for word for word. And that's how you should develop all your decisions. We, we have to. Our, you know, in this country, unfortunately, the Biden regime, the Constitution is a suggestion. And, and, it's not. And, no, it's not. It's not. And, and, and it's, it's an offense and it's an assault on this country. If you go in to be a judge and you, and you formulate your views against the document that you are protecting. Well, that's, you know, it's it's our president's job. They swear on oath the day they're inaugurated that they are going to adhere to and protect our constitution. But that is, that's not happening. And, you know, and I love that Bradley is going out and educating people on the constitution because there are so many people who don't understand that the Democrat and Republican regimes but, are not constitutional. And a lot of times, I wanted to get this in just to remind everybody, when it comes to the Constitution, I think a lot of Americans back off of it and don't go and push it because they don't know it. That's right. You're not taught this in school. Just think about this. You have some classes, but how important is the Constitution? If you go and ask 25-year-olds and below, ask them how important the Constitution is and explain it. They don't know. And when I say they don't know, I mean a greater majority don't understand what the Constitution is because we get comfortable and assume that everything is good. And then we have a generation that's born into great wealth and easiness and comfort and entertainment and sports and music and good times and movies. And it's like, wait a second. Then when the Constitution starts to be taken away from you and you don't know it, it's hard to defend something that you don't know what it is. When you don't know exactly, oh, wait a second, I had the Constitution on my side? As Bradley said, the ACLU came at him once. The Constitution is the greatest moderator of all time. It's literally, it literally says, it, it gives you the roadmap of what you can and cannot do. It spells out For your people freedoms. people who follow it. Well, it took us it a took, long time to get to where we well, are with the school situations now. It's going to take a while for people to realize that there are other schools, not going against public schools, but at the same point in time, if you're not learning about the Constitution, if you're learning about indoctrination, parents have choices to make. That's why classical schools are starting to, to bounce up. And there are some constitutional colleges that are fantastic schools. I brought up Hillsdale in Michigan as being one of them. Um, but there's not enough. So there has to be that push. I, I hate to say <clears throat> that I... I I know that a lot. It seems like I feel like a lot of the discussion we've had today is based around schools. We had the we had the AG on, and then we had Dean on, and he's in the schools. And I feel like that that's where my brain is for some reason. I I loved the schools that I went to. I went to Parkway Central. I went to Pattonville. I went to Francis Howell High School. And I didn't see any of this indoctrination stuff. I didn't. It was feel the it. time. It was the time, right? I didn't feel that stuff. <clears throat> it and, and it's so that time. sad to me. It's so sad to me that we're talking about Missouri or any state that wants to give money to parents and say, look, while we throw our hands in the air, we are tired of this indoctrination nation. We are tired of schools telling your kids CRT, telling about transgender rights, talking about blah, blah, whatever it is. You're talking about the Ohio situation? Yes. You're going to, well, we I, have I, Missouri Governor Mike I'm Parson on. I'm super sad about that, man. I'm sad about that. I'm, but I'm happy that, man, maybe there's a chance 
that a private school system will will develop out of this that will teach the Constitution. It will teach history from a fact based and no ideology. It will teach it will teach calculus. It will teach writing, <laughs> reading, arithmetic. It will have some of the best sports programs yep. on the planet. And it will it will not teach our kids anything that's not wholesome. And then I get to have this voucher. And I get to walk my kid to this school and go, screw you, Parkway Central. Ask I'm Governor going Parson here. about it tomorrow morning. We've got Governor Parson, State of Missouri Governor. Mike Parson, Tuesday, 810. Of course, go to canceltheshow.com. You can check out all of our original content there for your viewing pleasure and or your listening pleasure on podcast. What a great show. We've also got Representative Justin Hicks tomorrow. We got a packed show. Ben Diverger with Athena Warranty. You name it, we got it. I just nice. spoke to Bradley on the phone. He called after he was done and just wanted to thank you guys. He had he said, I have I don't say this very often in 23 years. He had a blast on the show and he's more than welcome to come back anytime you guys would like to have him. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's like we the network it. of these voices. But the they, network of these voices is so important as right long now. as he agrees with me. Of course. And we, we love oh my God! Why are you inviting? That's why me? we're all here to agree with that. <laughs> oh my God! It's about time you. And if that you out. don't, it's hell for everybody. That's right. Jesus. Guys, let's oh cancel this. Cancelthisshow.com. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. Of course, if you want to check out Bradley as well as he just said, the phone number to get in contact with him and his organization, Sons of Liberty Radio, eight six six two three three zero seven four seven. He said, do a wiki search on him. You'll see how he's been attacked. But also, you can check out his music videos. Alarm for War. Once again, Alarm for War. That phone number from 866-233-0747. Thank you for joining us for Cancel This. For our mystery producer, <laughs> Scott Gerken. Our mystery producer. Eric Johnson. So sad. Tab of the hassle. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll be able to say mystery producer's name. Okay. I'm Vic Faust. Thanks for watching Cancel This. Remember, share the show. Continue to share it. You can continue to comment. They go on all throughout the night and tomorrow until we come back. Uh, Big show again tomorrow. Thank you for watching. Cancel this.